Hello everyone and welcome to the Lightbringers podcast for Guild Wars 2 episode 2 of season 3. Yes, it is indeed. I hope you are well and you're enjoying your life uh, in Guild Wars 2 and just generally because why not? Hey, hey. Uh, we have many awesome guests. We have the whole of the team here today. So looking forward to chatting to you about Secrets of the Skewer. We're going to be continuing our chat about our first impressions. Uh, and we will begin to talk about potentially the future things. We've got to get back to the weapons we started going off on and our thoughts on what they could be in terms of new weapons. Ooh, exciting. But we're going to talk about the expansion today with our awesome guests. We have Rookery, who is back, Kruf, who is here, Fornax, who is there, Boots, who is not interrupting intros. Excellent. I'm so good. It's because I'm currently doing a... Um... An adventure while you're talking. It's <laughs> so interesting. Concentrating. It's very hard. Just as uh, Rook waved, they they <laughs> they they froze oh, no. and DC oh, from the call. Oh no! So I'm just gonna go back to the other intro. <laughs> Rook is back, but also not back. Well, there <laughs> so, I should open up Twitch. I was like, where's where did, where did Rook go? I. <laughs> They'll be back probably. Did Rook have soon. a power outage? I hope not. I don't know. I don't know. How are we doing today, Boots? Tell us what you do. I'm where good. you do it? Are you good? Tell us how you do. Uh, yeah. Pretty good. I'm Boots. You could find me at World Avengers on YouTube, uh, where lately I've been doing, as you guys know, the uh, uh, adventure videos. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, I have a question about our seasons because we're on season three, episode two, right? Yes. When we get to season five, do we call it Ice Brood Saga? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I'm never calling it that. I think okay. I'm going to leave IBS. the Discord call again, so no. I'll <laughs> see you all later. Oh, we could. it could be the acronym IBS, but it could be like Irritable British Syndrome. 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 Should I tell you, I always hated that because whenever anyone said IBS in the chat, I was like, what? Why are we talking about that? IBS, <laughs> IBS. It's still the same feeling I have when we're talking about Can we get some IBS in the chat, fam? Can we get some IBS in the chat? <laughs> I hope we don't have any IBS in the chat. It's miserable to live through and have to deal with, you know? I hope I we have, have a good day. <laughs> no awful. IBS. <sighs> oh, my family has it. It's great fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, great. Good start. Good it was start. a good start. Glad it was back. a good start. This is exactly <laughs> what we. <laughs> I'm glad you asked yeah. that question about seasons, boots. Thank you. Jeff, do you so like much. how? Do you like how for once we started on time, and we didn't harass you while you tried to do the introduction, but then my Discord decided to completely explode yeah. and crashed and restarted. So that's okay. Even I think Discord wants us to be a hot mess up in here, which yeah. is fine with me. Okay with I feel like I'm turning over a new leaf. I feel like. Yes, last week, or was it last week? Two weeks ago, um, I, I think I got on your nerves a bit, so I'm going to be very good this today. I'm going to be a, on my best behavior, a good boy. Did you annoy Jebro? Take a little bit. I think oh. just Wait, when? Oh. When? <laughs> when? I don't know. But, like, when you turn over and no, you leave, it's the same leaf. You don't annoy me. What was that? What was that? Uh, Maybe way back in the day when I was like, should have I included boots in this? I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
No one's annoying me. Otherwise, I would just not invite you back. <laughs> it's pretty easy to do that. Yeah. Well, Jebro, when Jebro and I met at the uh, PAX West Guild Wars 2 event, Jebro gave me oh, a big yeah. hug and then was like, I just have always wanted to tell you that you annoy me every single time you're on the podcast. And I was like, I know, Jebro. I know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, how was it, by the way? How was the how's Pax? Well, why don't we do our intros first, since we were right, on okay. that trail, yeah, and then we can talk yeah. about Pax if you want. Uh, there are some people in chat who maybe were there as well, uh, and they can let us know. But Rookery, as soon as you exploded, uh, can you explode onto the podcast with your wow. introduction? Uh... I really don't want to explode onto the podcast. <laughs> There's so you many know, ways you could take that. Get in, angry. I know. I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. Get real know. angry. You know, I look, know. I know it's we've Friday. talked a lot about syphilis and we've had a lot of good laughs on this cast, but I think I'm going to withhold from exploding all over the podcast today. And instead, I'm just going to do like a regular kind of so introduction. So many people are disappointed right now. Just like a regular and appropriate, <laughs> safe for work introduction here. Hey, I'm oh. Rook. Mercury. Um, I'm wholesome and, and I <laughs> have never had a spicy thought in my entire life. Um, not but even about if dragons. you, <laughs> especially not about dragons, I'm normal about them and I only like them an average amount. Um, otherwise, over on my channel, you can find me playing a lot of Guild Wars 2, as well as Final Fantasy 14. I love MMORPGs. We've been doing some Baldur's Gate 3 recently as well, oh, yeah. because it is time and come on, who has it? And if you are one that has it, please just get in there and do it already. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Baldur's Gate 3 is great. Um, but we've been playing a lot of different stuff. You can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv, Rookery. Spelled the exact same way. Uh, I also have a YouTube where I do playthroughs and reactions. And then I also do a lot of other stuff, including this podcast and the Eighth Right Radio Podcast for 14. Um, also a lot of shoutcasting and hosting recently, which I have some big news about, even though it's not Guild Wars 2 specific. Um, I'm going to be in London next month on the FanFest stage casting their Crystalline Conflict uh, Regional Championship EU in Oceania, which I am so excited about and I can't wait. I'm going to be over by Fornax, which I'm looking forward to. Maybe I'll just like, I'll just like appear. <laughs> <laughs> In your I'll garden. explode all over. I'll explode all over. I'll explode over, all over Fornax's lawn. That's a bit. Invitation rescinded. <laughs> Invitation rescinded. <laughs> no. Oh, well. I'm sorry. I'll be. I'll behave normally, <laughs> inappropriately. Wait, what? <laughs> normally isn't appropriate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like you, that is literally a requirement for this podcast. You have to be inappropriate, <laughs> in respectful, consenting way. Uh, <laughs> awesome news we're excited we're gonna watch we're gonna we're gonna watch and we're gonna be excited i'm it's weird that i'm not in london <laughs> where you're going to london and we met it in pax west at seattle so there's that <laughs> i know i got a lot of good jebra hugs that's really the only yes. the only last thing got a yes. lot of good jebra hugs this you past did. weekend and that was great so it was good times <sighs> we're talking about it lucky it was lovely <laughs> it was really nice to see people i was kind of bummed when i left i was like oh man i want to hang out with these people more Me too more soon in the future Kruf, tell us what you do where you do it and how are you doing my friend Hi everyone, I'm Kroof. I'm doing absolutely wonderful and I've been oh, busy working. I've had no day off really. Oh, really? Doing videos, 
doing real world work. But when it comes to videos, you can find me over on YouTube. I'm doing quite a few mm. uh, new builds, talking about the different weapon masteries and, you know, combining weapons with certain elite specializations that you weren't able to before, like the Great Sword Power Harbinger build, which I'm actually really enjoying. Um, and those are just coming out for every profession, so you can go check those out. I'm also streaming here on Twitch during the weekends, doing some giveaways, playing through Secrets of the Obscure, doing all the stuff. And still equally as annoying as always, so come check me out. You can subscribe, like, and comment or not. It's your own discretion, but thank you for having me here. I really appreciate it. Amazing. Yes, I've been watching some of your videos as well. They've been great. So make sure you go and check those out. Everyone has a link in the description below. You can go to their Twitch or YouTube, whatever they choose to put in the description. Probably for Kruf, I would say it's your YouTube, I think. But you can do Kruf Guild GW2 and you'll find them as well as Wild Avengers, Rookery and Fornex on the Crown Herald. Crown Herald. Hello. How are you? Hello. I hope you're good. I'm very well, thank you. Tell us what thank you're doing. You for, thank you for allowing me back on again. Um, you are uh, you I'm, are Im immortalized. I was gonna, yes, <laughs> I was going to use the wrong word in the the graphic arts work we have on the podcast. So you don't actually have a choice. You have to come. Yeah, <laughs> actually so, obligated now. Yeah. Yes. Because it's way too we, much we get, effort. We get, to get paid in internet cookies. Yeah, I don't want to get Gears to do that. Uh, Gears is just going to be like, I don't want to bother him, you know. So, like, I was like, Fornex is going to be here forever. Um, that actually surprised me with that, to be fair. So, that was very nice. Well, they surprised me with that. Much whole appreciated. Thing. Yeah, beautiful good. art. Beautiful, beautiful oh, art. Uh, yeah. Gears is really My God. Absolutely. Um, I'm Fornax, I'm the Crichton Herald. I make content over on YouTube occasionally. I'm actually working on a massive Soto complete guide to all the loot right now, um, but we're still waiting for some of the items to become um, uncovered, their acquisition process. So as soon as the last one comes available, I think there's one more to go, then the video will be going live. Um, and I've been playing lots of video games. I have been playing Baldur's Gate 3, and I've also been playing the uh, Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood, which is on the Switch, which is like a super cozy game, which is absolutely oh. amazing. I highly recommend it if you're into narrative games. It's amazeballs. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. I've been stacking up content to go live when I can. And uh, yeah, waiting to talk to you lovely people. So that's oh, it. Wicked. Yeah, we didn't have a show last week because we are in the Guild Wars 2 event. Make sure you go and follow Fornex at all the things legend please do that yes we can talk about uh, packs i think that would that will be worthy of, uh, of a conversation since it was a guild wars 2 event for sure we didn't have a show last week because rook was at packs and i was going to the party on the friday did i go to packs oh yeah i had a shift at the afk booth um yes <laughs> i was actually working uh, on a bit not a booth but it was just a room where you go to chill if uh, things are getting heavy and tiring and you just want a space to go and chill, I literally coloured in for like three hours. It was great. And chatted to random people. It's cool. I did that on Saturday as well. Arukui was there as well. You got some pictures and stuff with an Yeah, and I had did. fun at the PAX, didn't you? Yeah. You know what's kind of interesting? Um, mm -hmm. interesting. For, all, for all that you talked about how Boots annoyed you at the start, did you let Boots do an intro? Yes, Boots did, the, yeah, did their intro before intro. you came back. Oh, okay. Oh, I was gone. Okay, okay, okay. All right, just making sure, just making sure here. 
Um, I can do it again now that you're back if you want. Do you want to do it again? I'm going to take it one more time. Yeah. What did I, I, it, did I bring up the seasons when you were gone? Yes. Or were you here? Were you here? We were, here for, the I, we were here for the IBS. Oh. I got the IBS joke. Yeah, see, I was good for that. Um, what Wait, else you was there? Again, if you want, you're talking about adventures. No, you were. Adventures, yeah. I, you, I'm adventures. just assuming you're talking about adventures. Wow. <laughs> it's, like probably talking about adventures. Oh. it's so weird. It's so weird that I, I feel like now I'm the adventure guy when I you felt like it took so long. You I was the dude. build guy. Rook, tell him the thing. Um, I did tell him the thing, but I want to tell him the thing now on the podcast live outside of messages. Speaking about the PAX event, while we were there, got to hang out with a lot of the wonderful devs, um, just incredibly kind people and so lovely, and got mm. to have some great convos with Nick, who a lot of you probably remember from his impeccable taste in amazing shirts. Shirt. Oh my God, such a good Gosh, shirt. incredible. From all of the ArenaNet live streams, but Nick is incredible. And <laughs> while we were talking, uh, I was saying thank you to Nick for putting a little Easter egg in for me that he put in. And then we started talking about Boot! And what? we were chatting about you! And we were both talking about how hype you have gotten us for adventures as a content type in the game. And, like, Nick was saying that he, you know, he always, you know, obviously likes them and has to do stuff with them, but that you were somebody in the content creation space that had really made him look at them in a new oh. light as well, and that he's been following all of that content that you've been doing about them. And he confirmed that in the wizard's tower at the top of it, there's a pair of boots and those boots are a direct nod to you for your passion for yeah. adventures. That, I, and I, that I'm, I am humbled, but I, I want, so it's at the end of the wizard's trial jumping puzzle. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I want to say that if there is ever going to be anything about me in the game, I think it's very appropriate that it's a random pair of boots <laughs> just like randomly yes. played somewhere. Yeah, fair enough. And which are interactable <laughs> and have a pop-up with some dialogue. Yep. So True. you get you get to interact with it. We've yeah. got it. We've got yeah. it on the stream right now. Looks like someone left a pair of boots here. Best to just <laughs> leave them alone. <laughs> That's usual. Just the usual attitude. Just, just, just let him be. Surprised they didn't. Oh surprised God. they didn't interrupt the, the, the dialogue oh box. <laughs> the boots just intermittently yell during the adventures. Ah, oh. that's it. It's like that yeah. NPC that's halfway across the map. <laughs> like just saying, "Oh, get on your sky scout and let's go over to the other side here." That's know. a fun one. Which guy's popping up? It's just so funny. Like it. I, I do now think that I feel like currently I'm an adventure guy, but it's just been, you know, like 10 years of this game doing different things in the entire time. And I felt like, I guess I've been doing different stuff every time. And now I'm the adventure guy. It's yeah. Fun. Like, what's your brand? Yeah. I don't <laughs> your know. brand is it's... adventures now. I think. I, I mean, that's think, like Indiana uh... Jones, you know, that's not a bad one to have. That's true. I could wear a hat. Oh, no, no, I have to wear no, Indiana wear boots. boots. <laughs> Indiana boots and the last crusade. You can have boots, boots. with rings on them. <laughs> Your name is Boots. Why would you have a hat? Yeah. Boots? Oh, because yeah. Indiana Jones has a hat. He's a good no, you could have a boot. You could have a hat that is a boot. It has like uh, a, I don't think a, I want to do that. It has a no. hat rim around the very top of the boot, so it kind of like yeah. encircles your calf. It's got little Just boots like a... that hang, a, hang from the, that hang from it like corks. Like it could be hand. like um <laughs> like a char-sized boot that you just wear on your head. Yes. I, I feel you know what it is? I feel like 
there is a common theme in everything I've been doing in Guild Wars 2 all this time. And the common theme is finding the fun in the game. And I think, yeah. I think I'm that's, glad that you enjoy it, Guild Wars 2. Thank, thank God. And adventure is just like pure fun, right? Adventure yeah. is just pure fun. Yeah. Adventures are good. I think that's lovely. That's great. And by the way, the adventures in this expansion are top notch. They are like. Oh. They are. They are pretty good. We can get. I would we can say. Get there. We can get there. Okay. All right. We, can get there. Sorry, we, can talk about, we should. We should go around and play them for uh, for a stream. Do that. Sure. And you can tell us how to do them and help us get on the leaderboards. And then I can stare at the leaderboard in amazement and be like, how did Boots hack this? You know, one of the things about this, in this expansion, every single one of the uh, adventures, I have not done something shifty on. I've just played them straight up. I'm glad that you're admitting you, that you're shifty. How admirable. Do you normally cheat? <laughs> not cheat. Oh, not cheat. There is an, there's an item in game, the position rewinder, the prototype position rewinder that you could buy for lore, uh, for uh, karma at a karma vendor. Oh, it's not pay to it, win. Okay. It's no. not pay to win. From a, from a cheat vendor, you mean. From a cheat His name is Cheetah McCheaterface. <laughs> That's and what I thought. Boots' best friend, yes. <laughs> and uh and it is the best item that you could buy with karma i think in the game and i've not bought that yeah. item you've got to awesome. get it i need to get that yeah. and it's and super it works. good for jps please JP. boots, you go ahead you, yeah, you no, take it away so it's it's best function is probably for jumping puzzles um and but what's also good about it is that apparently it wasn't thought about when they made like some of the older adventures so you could actually use it in those adventures and uh do things faster than usual tips That's from it. the master right there. <laughs> yeah. it's okay All right. just cheat just it's not cheating it's an item in the game technically it's an item and you can't even buy it. You have to get it with karma, which is only earnable in-game. So, yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. defend your cheating. It's okay. Like, okay. <laughs> no, that's true. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. I mean, as I, mean, I, I learned... I've seen worse things. <laughs> I've seen worse things on the adventures. As I learned early on in Guild Wars 2, it's not cheating. It's a feature. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, that's like that, that was the, yeah, that's yeah. the other thing about the wizard's trial jumping puzzle, uh, mm. which is maybe another nod is that you get a cloak when you when you go into the adventure, and the cloak basically says to make everything fair, you're not allowed to port in this cloak. This cloak cloak makes it so that when you port or do anything silly, you get disqualified. Oh, and wow. uh, and yeah, the adventure itself says no cheating. That's Dude. amazing. <laughs> don't be a boots okay yeah, don't be a boots. <laughs> or do oh, be yeah. a boots and like get up on the top of all the leaderboards and there learn all the, of this crap that's, that's true that's true and okay. get yourself a pair 80. of boots in honor of yourself in the game i mean like yeah go that's for true. It. they should add boots to the rewards i think it's called armor. i think it's good enough i'm happy, I'm happy with... <laughs> <laughs> i think we're good yeah but they could just be called boots is boots <laughs> Or just really? even just boots with two T's, which is yeah, two T's. Yeah, two T's. That would have been another legendary. Yeah. One S. 
Is it one S or two? It is but one now, S. but now there's plausible deniability. Like if I uh, go off the deep end and start doing crazy shit, they could be like, "No, these are just normal boots. Nothing to do with boots." The other yeah. person. Yeah. <laughs> You're always. Well, but here's the real thing, boots. <laughs> Has this gotten out enough that on the Wikipedia it mentions that the boots are in honor of you, boots? Oh, Ooh. I don't think anybody. On well, the you should go and fill that in. Anything Normal about thing. me, so I'll I don't fill think that in. Go put that in there. I'm not doing it. Go put it I'll in there. I'm, I'm gonna do it. it. I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, let's all do it. Let's just all add a bit. I just went and checked. You are on the wiki rug. Wait, no. Oh me? Uh, oh, you're yeah. yeah, she's an yeah. NPC. Of course. Yeah, NPC. <laughs> of course, she's on the wiki. I mean, she's an NPC. NPC. Well, <laughs> and and NPB non-playable boots. Oh, that was very good. That is good. Was that like that was wit? That was very quick. Yeah, yeah. my brain does that like sometimes. Six or seven episodes, Chris comes up with a really good joke. Yeah, yeah. Boots, you know, all that, I'm sorry, not Boots, Kroof, all that dumb stuff that you just toss out there all the time. All that really yeah. bad, terrible jokes. Holy At least real, all one of them will stick. Fires. This one, though, this one was really witty. I wanted this to give you oh. credit. Fully. I wanted to give you full credit as an yeah, Englishman. Like, and to be fair, he didn't even, he didn't chuckle, but he did right. give you credit for it. Yes, he didn't Fornax laugh, was but... laughing. Fornax would also give you credit for that, official. British. 100% absolutely yeah it is well done there will be an award in your name made created and gifted to you mailed to your address and it will be dox me what right now <laughs> no we won't do that that's okay I will uh, I will send it uh okay so also don't forget to watch the podcast um on YouTube as well if you missed the VOD uh youtube.com slash uni you can also go to anchor.fm slash for watching the episodes or listen to the episodes also look at it on spotify or any of your favorite audio podcast places so oh also notes when we were at the guild wars 2 event at pax which is a party on the friday they didn't have a booth which was weird but that's another thing we'll talk about that another time but the guild wars 2 pie which was very good I had lots of stuff to give away. Uh, there were a bunch of people came up to us and told us how much they enjoyed the podcast. I told them it was shit, but <laughs> Deborah literally was just like, "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> and then I had to laugh and like play off of it and like, sweat. Jebro. <laughs> It's I say totally so. I'd do the self-deprecating British humor. I'm like, oh, are you sure you really want to spend three hours of your day listening to that bollocks? Like, you know, it just oversell. It, I didn't want to oversell it, you know. Mm. <laughs> so also, you went I, around and told people not to watch it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Jebra's told everybody wow. it's garbage and it's terrible not to watch it. Yeah, that's a good, effective marketing strategy. It's, he's just doing uh, reverse psychology on people. It is. You know? it is yeah. Complete reverse psychology. He's a, he's a psychologist. So I'm not a psychologist. He he's a psychiatrist. <laughs> no, so I'm he knows not even a psychiatrist. He's a counselor. He's a counselor. I'm a mental health therapist. therapist. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well done, bitch. You got there in the end. You also, don't get, I didn't know you don't get any 
rewards for that. <laughs> I'm gonna need Jebro or somebody to send me the picture of those boots that you have so that I can continue while we talk on our shit podcast <laughs> to make a Wikipedia entry yeah. for boots. Oh, Thank you. Right, I'm gonna to do it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I can just I can just reply with you in the thing at Rickery. But to These be honest, are the boots. Um, Thank you. Yes, narrate it so that I know that you're doing it. So I just have done <laughs> it for you. Perfect. There you go. Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but no, for anybody that came up to us, that chatted with us, or mentioned they love the podcast, just like thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It was so nice to meet everybody, and it was obviously great to hang out with you, Jeb. And I was sad that all of our Lightbringers couldn't be there because it was a lovely evening. And I think one of the things that's really nice, this was my first of the like Guild Wars 2 community gatherings. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, like I went to the Icebird Saga. I went to IBS's launch event thing that they did. Yeah, sort of that goodie bag event. was <laughs> Oh, it was so good. And I was hoping they might do something kind of similar for um, yeah, Secrets of the Obscure. But I will say that. this much. Yeah, yeah, I will say this much. The actual, like, community event was so nice. It was mm -hmm. at a great venue. It was, like, the perfect way to wind mm -hmm. down at the end of the day. It wasn't exhausting. It wasn't, like, loud, like, it, ridiculously loud music and a bunch of strobe lights and a whole bunch. Like, it wasn't anything like that. It was just a really nice gathering with people. The food was great. Yeah. And so many of the team were there, new and old. Um, it was just really nice to get to talk with them and just connect about this game that we love or that, you know, with the devs they work on and um, just talk about why we love it so much and introduce some new folks to it, too. I brought a friend that, you know, hadn't has only just started Guild Wars 2 mm -hmm. and uh, know that a few other people had kind of brought other folks along as well. And everybody just kept saying afterwards, the community is so great and the devs are so kind like just over like you know oh, fusion was just saying that yeah. to me over and over like what a great event i can see why like you love the game and i was just like yeah yeah because well, our community is awesome very awesome you know since we're going to be getting an expansion every year maybe we're going to have something like that every year as well well that Hopefully. has been that event has been happening every year for like a long time well then never mind <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> in well, celebration of the expansion i mean yeah, yeah. for sure well, the, the I thing mean, is though like right. you know i mean i think Kroof and uh and fornax you could collaborate uh, corroborate this like we i got contacted and said that they'd fly me out but they were gonna fly me coach so i was like forget it you know I, yeah they they, they even put wow. mine even lower they said we'll put you in the, like the storage area underneath the plane <laughs> where the cat you can just get yeah. into like a nice crate i don't know maybe but I thought about it, but I have a, like an affinity to just sneeze around a lot of animals, so I decided not to. Yeah, that's fair. That was that's the fair. So maybe next year, if uh, if uh, it's not allergies, I think it's more so just an intimidation tactic on my part. Oh, I see. Mm. Mm. You know, showing you the sneeze. alpha is. So you sneeze <laughs> at animals? Yeah. Okay. So she's a they're asserting their dominance. That's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, like a yeah, call yeah, yeah. to the wild. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you're a druid. Okay. I get it. Or a ranger. But no, I would the day <laughs> the day that I get to attend and and venture off into the wider world and meet up. Oh, they're always so fun. Love conventions. Love gatherings. Oh, it's it's so. I would I, say I if anyone so, can yeah. go, like you, you really do have to go. And I think everyone who even didn't have a ticket got in outside as well. I don't know. I don't think anyone didn't get in as well so like definitely try and get there um all the people from our communities as well that came out we met a bunch of people and like you said like all the crew 
I could got to see Drew and Joe from the audio team. I love those guys so much, and they're just awesome to chat to. Um, McLean was there, which was weird. Like, I didn't realize, and I we've literally been talking for like ten years. We never met, and we just chatted for ages. What a legend! Um, yeah, can I tell you something? So something funny about that? Sure. Yeah. Jeb and McLean were talking behind me while I was like chatting to some other friends and some other folks. And I turned around to say something to Jebro, but Jebro had like literally just turned to talk to a different group that had come up to him. And so I was just left kind of staring at whoever Jebro had been talking to. Oh. And, I, and I look at his face and then I'm like, oh, this is so weird. He looks so familiar to me. So my eyes kind of like dart down to his name tag and I see McLean and I look back up at him and he's just like smiling and nodding. And I go, McLean, McLean, <laughs> demon. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just started oh, laughing. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I've been, you know, this is perhaps the least graceful hello I've I've done tonight. But I had no idea that you were going to be here, and I just genuinely love your music so much. Yeah. And so he and I chatted for a while after that, which was so lovely, Jeff. I agree, he's such a wonderful person. He was talking about his journey um, with composing for the game and how he started out on the sound team. Mm -hmm. And he has a background in education in composing and music. Um, for a while, he was trying to become, he was like, I'm going to be a rock star kind of thing, getting out of yeah. university. Then he ended up going into the sound work with Guild Wars 2. And then when they were looking for a new sort of primary composer, he went, wait, I do that. I compose. I could do that. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so he apparently just put in a ton of work, like brushing off his skills and, you know, trying to just get a bunch of stuff together to show to them and put it in front of them. And they were like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go for it. And he has been such an incredible gift to this game. And I think his music, um, the way that he's even kind of got wrapped up in it, like it's just become such a huge part of Guild Wars 2 for me. And I've loved his work in Soto. Yeah, he had a hat on. That's why, because he's like, he's bald. So like, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, Ruffle says it in the chat. Like, uh, it was like, I think that's why people didn't recognize him. So like, I do like that, was intentional. Um, that Jebro just beelines it to the fellow bald people when he goes to <laughs> celebrations no, no, like no, that. No, 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 like someone's in chat said it was funny seeing everyone's reaction when they realized he was there. He was, he was wearing a cap. He didn't have, a, he wasn't bald. That's the thing. Yeah, so um, it was like, you know, it was, it was, that was the thing. Um, yes. And one thing is that they're all very, they're all very, they tell you about their lives. Like you can talk to them, like they're just regular people. Like they're your friends, like they're your mates that you've known them for years. And it's just good to catch up with them. It, that, that is why this, these, these guys are just awesome. Um, okay. Let's talk about the game. Uh, we've been we, we've done banter and intro for half an hour, but the feedback has been from the party that most people enjoy the banter and the random chats and right. everything else. So. Other streams, this would be the time that we'd start. So I think we're we're making oh, good yeah, that's time. That's true. That's actually true. Yeah, good point. Um, also, yeah, there was other people we met who I didn't read, who I've never seen their faces before. Um, mm -hmm. There was Essence, who was this Essence of Lug was there. There was like. Um, Oh god, some artists and a bunch of other folks who just never met some people from community team as well, which is very cool. Um, Ruby, obviously, they're running around uh, as per usual, just working their ass off as they do every single time I ever see Ruby. Just like fair play to that lady right there and everyone who would put on that event because that was a lot of work. And I want a keyboard, which is sick. Oh, what? I haven't used it yet. Nice. <laughs> I haven't used it yet. 
but like there were so many giveaways ridiculous um and there were people like giving away their things that they'd want to end to random people they were just so kind like the just random like community members were like yeah i don't not sure I, you know do you want this thing do you want that thing it's like whoa people are ridiculously cunts it was just good vibes it was really the good barter vibes. system is alive and well yeah it was like people were swapping <laughs> things and like <laughs> so it was like a big swap uh, it was a little bit like <laughs> during the giveaway yeah, yeah it was pretty it was pretty hectic um but anyway it was lovely okay so with Secrets of the Obscure, Guild Wars 2 has released an expansion a couple of weeks ago, just in case you didn't know. And our last podcast, Episode 1, was talking about our first impressions. Um, if you are worried about any kind of spoilers about the expansion, I would say don't listen to the rest of this until you've got significantly further in. I would say to the last map, um, because we're going to talk about the maps. We're not going to really talk about too much the story past getting into, like, Amnitas. That's where we'll... We'll stop talking about story if we do. Um, it's just really about getting there, I suppose, instead of the Wizard's Tower as well and how we get there. But we'll go into further detail when we eventually do a story podcast, which we haven't done for End of Dragons yet. <laughs> um, but, oh, yeah. You know, so do we have to go back and do the End of Dragons one before uh, we... we're still doing the original story. <laughs> we're still right, going to... We've got to get through that. We got, we got pretty far with that. I can't, didn't we? I don't know. I think I, I went on vacation. We did Codicus's Manor. We did Manor. I think that's where we stopped, and I think we might have done the level 40 stuff. Yeah, I wasn't expecting there were an expansion to come out. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, we were trying to, like, get content for the show, and it's like, okay. And to be honest, since expansion's coming out every year, I don't know if we're going to be able to go back to I don't that. Know yeah, we might, be, it might have to be current <laughs> content yeah diving yeah. into that i mean there's nothing that's good that, you know that's fine even if there's a mm. random one-off episode where we just do it for fun i don't know uh anyway it's fine we'll just maybe do the base story and we'll just, we'll just rinse it really quick um but yeah i want to talk about a bunch of different things today rifts starting off with and i think there's some mixed feelings about rifts actually i'm actually going to show us uh show the first one we kind of come into contact with via rooks Fotoch, uh which is in the story actually um oh wow there's an ad come on man <laughs> really, wow i just queued it up in the right place hey <laughs> Don't be mad at the ads. It's for Range Rover. <laughs> They're not sponsoring this podcast. If, if they were, then I'd be fine. Oh, it's Defender. Okay. Oh, they were? Oh. If they were, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. That'd be Let sick. it be known that I Rover. have edited the Wikipedia I, I have see, I see the picture of it now. I can't believe you've done this. Of course Excellent. I've done this. I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done this. Um, and I also like how you wrote, who creates adventure videos and other content. But I figured it would give context about ah, why Boots would yeah. be placed there for you because you love adventures. But you obviously important. do and have done a lot of other content for many years. So, But mostly adventures. But mostly adventures. <laughs> yeah. There's a category. Oh, we'll have to add them to the category of NPCs named after community members. Yes, make sure you update that it's as well. Crew. NPC is not we've discovered. It's a NPB. NPB. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have. They after years, surely they'll have their own, you know, um, intelligence and and mind, and they will exist in the world. 
Uh, happy Star Trek Day, everyone, by the way. <laughs> what just happened? Oh, yeah, I was just thinking about the entity in Star Trek, and it was uh, oh, the first ever episode of Star Trek aired <laughs> some many years ago today. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, you know what I'm like. I just talk random bollocks. So, All right. <laughs> this Let's is do a this. Rift. Wait, what were you doing? This is a rift. <gasps> rift. This is the first rift that you come into contact with in the story, if you do the story and you're not just randomly pointed into the map, um, which is big, 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 and with a champion as well, which is kind of fun. Uh, you're playing... Wait, you're playing Firebrand? Yes, yes, oh, wow. I was playing. <laughs> I was playing Heal Firebrand at this point because I had put my wizard fashion on that, uh, <laughs> on that particular set, uh, and I was reluctant to put anything else. Well, also because like Firebrand just has such a great wizard vibe because it's like it you does. got the books and the like. But after this particular instance, I did realize very quickly that I was in for a world of slow, slow slow sad dps so we did yeah. swap over to my power dragon hunter and i made I was a difference say, dragon the hunter is the one you stay yeah so like i played through condi firebrand so yeah i could do yeah, a condi build. i've never done a condi build on it oh, it's i was very, very strong burning. very strong yeah. so i was doing condi firebrand as well when we started this and i discovered something that uh rift closure it only really matters in this one particular instance everywhere else it doesn't matter because there's so many people closing rifts at the same time mm -hmm. but in this one particular instance um the fact that rifts closure rate is dependent on your power stat and not any other stat uh, means that if you're a condi build with no power in it the rift closes very, very slowly <laughs> mm -hmm. when you do it. Really? It's like, interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah, it huh. took like 30 seconds to close one rift for me. And it was, oh, oh this is this is a little dull. And But obviously it doesn't matter because when you're in the world and there's more things. And then also when you get outside on your sky scale, um, the sky scale has a power stat of its own and it uses that instead. So the rifts close faster. So, right. yeah. Okay. Interesting little tidbit there, just to let you know. Interesting little tidbit. How do you feel about rifts in general? Um, because, like, there was, I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe we can start off with your introduction to rifts because we actually get trained in. I'll have to try and find that footage. We actually get trained in how to use the secret of the obscure. The, we get to train. Wait, sorry, the. Um, what's it called? Heart of the obscure. Heart of the obscure, not the secret. Just yeah. one, that's one of the secrets. Um, the Heart of the Obscure and how we're actually supposed to... How was that intro into just kind of... How was, it? was it good? Was it good, do you think? Like a nice little intro into how you kind of... What rifts are, why we're kind of looking for them and what the whole aim of the point of it is, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty straightforward okay. and it introduces you to a mechanic that you'll be doing a lot of in this expansion um yes. it it felt totally fine but as my very initial impression of riffs i really enjoyed because i was in a very small group there were only like two other people with me so it felt like a very nice encounter in terms of fighting an elite mob this is something you can do solo or just with mm -hmm. a couple other players but as more time has progressed and people have started doing rift farms I have noticed that it, it does kind of go by a bit too quickly for my liking, and I, I just wish that the scaling for group content with Rifts was maybe a little bit more fine-tuned. But for initial impressions, I really enjoyed them, and I think they are a lasting component 
of this expansion at least, and also mm. in the other core maps that you can go and do whenever you want. So I like them. Nice. Mm. Okay. Any other thoughts? Um, I don't know if I've done enough of them yet. I've, I, mm. but I have done a one, two, and three tier riffs, and I've I've probably done, I don't know, thirty odd riffs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I in, I mean they're they're fine they're they're fun uh, but I feel like it gets a little monotonous if that's all you do over and over again. Mm. Um. So so I would say I would say if you're farming for stuff if you're farming for stuff because you need the new stuff in the in the game and um and you need all the rift essences to get stuff. And that means you're just basically doing riffs for two hours, three hours straight. It's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's it, it's not. It's I think I think if the the rift events themselves were a little more varied, it would mm-hmm. be it would be interesting. But I think they're pretty set in stone. They're all the same spawn locations. Um, they, they, you, it's a wave of enemies that you kill, uh, takes a certain amount of time, depending on how many people are there. And then there's a boss and the bosses are somewhat varied because it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like the old, uh, bounty system. They have different like mechanics that are different, um and they have different combinations of mechanics sometimes that the, the old bounties used to have kind of um so so sometimes the bosses are difficult more difficult than others you know sometimes it's more interesting that way but it is it's just this it's it's the same formula each time mm-hmm. and so so if you like it great and but if you don't like it then <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's gonna you're gonna have a lot of things you don't like that's the same. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I think one element of the repetition, which I also felt, it because it, it is very similar to bounties, but for some reason bounties felt a little bit more fresh. And I think that's also because bounties used a wide variety of models. With rifts, they're all cryptus, and we don't really have too many cryptus variations. Mm. So the more that I've done them, the more that I'm just seeing very similar cryptus and similar mechanics, because there, once again, are not as many as like hydras versus uh, abogas versus other pathifier bounty creatures. And on top of that, implementing bounty systems and not really adding any new of the bounty effects, it does begin to feel like, oh, I've done a lot of this already. So I was, I think maybe in the future, if they updated those bounty effects or added new ones, that could add another layer of just keeping it a little bit more interesting. Um, On top of that, maybe just adding a few more Cryptus models and Cryptus to fight. (laughs) But early stages of what rifts are if they want to expand. Yeah, and I think I like the way rifts work um, mechanically more than the bounty system too. Like the chasing, the direction of the rifts, and everything feeling a lot faster than the bounty system. Um, but I would say that uh, no, no, I, I think that's that's what I wanted to say. But I I, I also want to say that I think I also understand the design of the events as well. In that you have that period of time where it's just killing random stuff for a little while before the boss spawns 
And I think that was implemented so to give people who are slower getting around maps mm. chance to catch up before the important thing happens. Mm. Um, so I, it was a, I guess, a clever way to do that. But I think they could probably um, change up the the intro event before the boss. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I I've really enjoyed these. I actually think something too with them is that um, that we haven't touched on yet is that they are integrated organically into the learning process you know we touched a little on like the initial thing that introduces you right that story instance where you have to do the whole thing with the rift but when i compare something like bounties in path of fire to this this feels so much more like a a very clear cut like here's a new content feature for this expansion here's how we're tying it into the story here's its relevance to you this is us showing you how to kind of get grounded in it as well as some of the other really nice little tutorial things that they put in even for new players who maybe didn't do all the other expansions who might just be coming in for this one so i really felt like the opening of this expansion did a great job of just like kind of setting up and showcasing a lot of the major things that you'd be interacting with. So in that regard, I think it's great. And the fact that Boots, like you were saying, the there's like that little bit of downtime between each, but there's that fast pace where it's not like you're having to go to a board, try to get a thing, go back out. Instead, you're kind of just flowing around the maps. And one of the things these maps do so well in Soto is actually give a reason to use the, the Griffin versus the Sky Scale. Yeah. And to even like jump between different things like your glider or stuff like that. The, the sort of like learning curve that I'm feeling as I come into the expansion and as I work my way through it reminds me so much of like before I had my gliders in Heart of Thorns, you know, where like I could tell that there was a ceiling for me to reach with how I would be able to like navigate the world or like living season four before you get the sky scale on like Dragonfall in particular, right? You feel that like, oh, wait, hold on. I can, you know, get stuff that will make this so much easier for me but i feel it in a very different way with these soto maps and i think it's such a testament to guild wars 2 and their design team and everybody because like we're using mounts that already exist in the game but the way that they have created these zones to showcase like if you're on an amnitis and you're trying to get somewhere fast if you know how to use the griffin well it is way more of an advantage to you you are going to get there way faster than the sky scale if you have all those masteries unlocked if you're able to get the expanded flight masteries if you're you know jumping in and out of the currents and everything like it gives you that same sense and this is 10 plus years into the game which is amazing um and i think that flow is there although i absolutely agree with what Kruf was saying about some of the scaling i think Kruf, you actually you were in my chat we were chatting about it while i was playing and you were saying it feels really good for groups like one to five people ish where you go in you can actually see some of the mechanics it takes a little bit you, you close it at the end um but i have noticed just like we were talking about that day more and more um that i do feel like your point stands that the larger the group is the scaling doesn't quite keep up as well because when you start hitting like more than that or like 10 plus players it goes by so fast it feels like you were barely engaging with anything so i think that like maybe that higher end could use a little bit of balancing and that might also kind of keep it feeling a little bit more like something that you can kind of you know, dig into as opposed to just, I mean, it is repetitive. It's meant to be, mm. I don't mind. I like content sometimes that just is like, and I do this thing and I just go around and do it for a while and have on a podcast or I, you know, whatever it is, put on a Netflix yeah. show, hang out a little bit. But like, um, I think that if they add more enemy variants, if they were to tweak that scaling a little bit, 
Um, I think it is a fun addition, and I'm actually really curious because we've been talking, but I want to know, Fornax, what you've been thinking about it, too. Um, so, um, I, I, my playthrough, um, the first point of kind of that kicked me out of the narrative was the fact that we were just handed this mystical object, oh, right, yeah. which mm. they'd only just found, and there was... the, the there was no point that we decided that we we're going to stick around, that they would accept us, that they've been watching us from afar. If you've listened to the story, at least the first part, this is not spoilers if you've played the intro. And they, they, they have varying degrees of trust in the commander because of the turmoil that we have wrought on the world. For better or for worse, they didn't know whether we were a good guy or a bad guy. So her just handing us this one-off artifact that can close rifts uh, is strange. By the way, Fornax, have we, because we had a debate about this last time, have we decided that it is a one-of-a-kind artifact? Yep, it's on the wiki. It's part of the law. Oh, boy. Okay. Because yeah. I see so many of them. Really? Everybody's carrying them these days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you have to, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is kind of weird. I, <laughs> we had this talk There, there is a way time, to narratively do We did. There is a way narratively they could have done it that I think would have made us feel like a little bit of more of a special snowflake. Uh, but, um, and would have been more interesting. <laughs> I would, as I said last time, I would have liked to have found it inside Naos itself. I would have liked to have, it, it had been hidden there. Maybe some Masat got trapped there and they hid it. Maybe pick any character that you like who got trapped in Naos and who had to hit, hide the artifact. And then the artifact recognizes us as a sort of a being that's been touched by power and then it reveals itself and then we drag it out of the rift with us and then we have it and then we sh show it to Zoja and she's like, oh my God, this can close rifts. Wow. And off we go and we're off to the races rather than it's found. They don't really say how it's found. So that was. On, on a narrative point of that was a bit of a weakness it's not necessarily terrible writing or anything there's a there's a payoff between the the gameplay and the narrative when you come mm. to big open world mmos so uh, it's it this is a nitpick it's a um, good one. When it, isn't good that a one. good question like i mean it's but there is a difference in this and that we aren't the big commander most important person in the story like which is what it's been like before so this the fact that this thing already exists and that we haven't got much of a backstory to it might be a little bit more playing into the fact that these things kind of already exist and they're aware of them and we're you know we're just coming in at a later point in time and maybe they'll give us more later hopefully and yeah i don't know i, 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 I know do like mean, that though. style of writing sometimes too you're right like of you're along for the ride <laughs> Ca catch up you're behind kind yeah. of situation yeah. i mean i different. could see I could see this being something that is more of a, like, measured decision that we weren't privy to. I agree with you. I hadn't really given it a huge amount of depth, I think, because of exactly what you were talking about, Fornax. The idea that sometimes in games, for a new mechanic, there's just sort of a narrative trade-off, right? It's like, here's the thing you need to do yeah. the thing for this expansion. Mm. So I hadn't necessarily registered <laughs> it, but... I do think that is something that is abrupt about the opening. For an opening that otherwise sets up a massive like just an incredible amount of stuff so well um that one piece like the kind of impression that i got was that perhaps because of our unique magical whatever is happening with us and stuff like that that we seem to be the one that in this moment was the most uh, capable or adept of wielding it in such a way that like you know we could be on the front lines we could hold this down that they had finally decided yes we will there's no other option at this point 
the, you know, the commander's here and we have to extend some kind of trust because they may be able to get this done for us. But I think they could have put a stronger narrative beat in there. Or even if, like, I like the idea of finding it in Ios. Like, if you found it there, that would make total sense because there would be almost more of a sense of it being yours, right? Because you discovered it. Um, or even if when you got there, they were like, we've had this thing and we have ideas about what it does and we desperately need it, but we can't get anybody who's able to use it. And then if you were like, oh, look, I have just a wild magical shenanigan happening all up in me. I can use it. Like that would have been <laughs> something that I think even could have smoothed that a little, but I, love um, the way I haven't thought much that. about it. There's a magical exactly shenanigan what? happening, all happening, all up in me. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> wow. We got a lot of stuff happening up in yeah. here. We are like a stew of. Could have been written because we managed to die and come back. That's why we got to use it. We yeah, have see? some very yeah. unique elements through the commander's writings that could have been tweaked a little bit, but. I yeah, do, I think, we've yeah. we've been there important. for several ascensions as well, right? We've, we 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 were there. We were in the blast radius when Aureen ascended. We did uh, the the fake, or we we witnessed the ascension um, of Ossa um, in in the library in the Priory. So we we have been adjacent, to, and we've been there when every dragon exploded with all this. Ma sorry, <laughs> when all this magic. As, uh, yeah, anyway, um, and that's actually, uh, okay. that's what I said last time, thank you. That's what I said last time. Uh, you saying that is exactly what I said. If somehow, I, I was hoping we would awaken the artifact in some mm. capacity, that it would respond to us and perhaps even respond to, um, oh my God, Soja, because she had also been in the blast radius of two dragons being felled. So that's why she could interact with it. And that would be why we mm. could interact with it because we have the kind of, special bond but that that the, the there's a there's a point where narrative and practicality meet mm. so in terms of the mechanics of it as a as just as a player i like the fact that i'm in control i can decide i can spin up the the thing i can go and do it i don't have to participate if i don't want to i would like it like you guys said uh, also they, they did tame down the hand thing which was much appreciated that was just terrifying uh, the animation was <laughs> I, just i think they did didn't they Disen disembodied I, hand. I, I think that was us. I think I'm gonna say I think that was because of us. I think so. talking, one aggressive. Were you talking about it last week. We talked about it two, no, weeks, two weeks ago. Like, yeah, two, when there was yeah. when they first when they first revealed the teaser, it was like, we paused and I was like, that is one aggressive twisting of the light bulb. You've got to be seriously animation. double jointed to get away with that. Like, oh, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah. And it kind of looked like yeah. you had six fingers as well. Honestly, like it was just it, magical. I mean, maybe that's the last Now I kind of miss it. Yeah, same. I get what you mean. Yeah. I, will, I will say, I totally agree with you guys about the... So it, it's one thing to have that the lower level ones is quite repetitive so that you can deal with it if you're on your own and you, and you just want to get on and do it and get your dust and things, that's fine. But if you've got a higher tier one, a higher tier rift spawning, it would be nice if it was more of an event. It would be nice if there was a variety so that there's, say, pick like three different types of event that can happen and you get whichever one. Because they have all these bounty effects that they could... They could transfer with a different model, you would make the assumption. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's thinking too much about it. But there are some where you have to have these balls and the shiny balls and you have to stand in the thing in the ground. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm shiny not balls, being yeah. very eloquent. Shiny, lots of, shiny balls. I mean, 
Of course. Let us, let us not pretend that the game does not have an obsession with shiny balls, shall most, we not? Most There's games do. Elder Scrolls There's Online has a big obsession with shiny balls. Yeah. Shiny balls that actually float around you, and three of them. Yeah. The last, not even two. Yeah. Three. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, the new we don't have any spirit in this expansion. Ooh. <laughs> Well, we do. We do. One of the main NPCs. Not too is. many. <laughs> My favorite NPC, actually. They are the best. She's so sweet. It's them she and the dwarf. Is. The dwarf and the script yes. are the best. It's true. Yeah. But I totally agree with you, Fornax, to that point, because there is no difference between two, uh, tier two and tier three uh, mm. rift enemies, which was a bit shocking from my standpoint at least i was expecting that you know tier one to tier two it goes from an elite to a champion and i was mm. expecting at least tier three to be much more i think it might have a little bit more health but other than that it, it feels relatively the same from mm. tier two yeah. i wouldn't be surprised if they continue to expand over the course of this year right like yes. we get new Oops, variations sorry. or additions or stuff like that tier four I yeah 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 like i would which love we to see, are which we are yeah coalescences which will be coming i believe in the next update and those are going to be a bit more legendary and they're going to have legendary enemies so yes there will be a progression and you know an, an escalation of this rift system but we we it, don't get to select the type of rift it is right like the rift is a tier one and that's what it is we don't get to like open it and say oh, oh no do we? you have that's to craft um specific items known as motivations right, yeah. you'll have different tiers and those motivations uh will allow you to unlock different tiers but also allow you to gain so much more essence if you have that um, motivation equipped I've still not got that. it can be a little they're really pricey on the trading post but you can craft yeah. them but mm -hmm. the good thing is is that it's a very uh group oriented system so even if you don't have motivations you can tag along on tier two or tier three yeah, rift trains that. Uh, you'll get less essence if you don't have them, but you're still getting the appropriate tier two and tier three essences that you'll need for a bunch of things in Soto. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, I did think they were going to be a little bit more involved. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit, little bit disappointed by Rifts. Um, I think because of Rift, <laughs> the game, I know Enough. I keep going on about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that was the, that was the main thing about the game, so it was, they should have been good. But I was just at the same time, I was like, oh, are they going to create and they're going to change the area and they're going to be really like yeah. epic. And, and really, they're kind of just they're kind of just events they're just live events, invasions, which they which they have in the base game. That's really what they are. Um, yeah. with I feel, I feel like you shouldn't use Rift, a game that was named after Rifts, to, <laughs> <laughs> to judge whether or not these do when, it as well. When, when, like, when Guild Wars 2 comes out with Guild Wars, then, <laughs> then, uh, then you can start judging. I mean, they have got Guild Wars. They've got Guild Tournament. Soon.tm alliances. They technically already Soon. did. Soon. It was well, I mean, I, you can definitely see, I'm not surprised you're making the parallel, Jeb, because you can definitely see the inspiration with the Rift stuff and with what I know of the mechanics that were similar from Rift. Oh, they've talked about right? it as well, like yeah. in the past, like their event system, their whole live event system is built and influenced heavily from Warhammer Online and Rift. Like, that's where mm -hmm. all of these came from, like all of these things. So there is like the idea that you could upgrade things to make it more powerful so you can get more rewards. That's why I thought we were going to get, like you would upgrade like a Rift 
maybe with a bunch of people so there were more enemies or so the boss was like more hp or if you're in a guild for example like then there was a rift or maybe if you had a guild hall and like you can do with the maps and stuff where you can summon the bosses right like to quarrel or whatever you could summon like a guild rift and you could like have some epic like battle with a rift and like with, with other people on the map you know Take, oh. take my money, take my money. Yeah, no, yeah. take my money, right? Yeah. There's still time, though. Like, there's still time for yeah. future yeah. like that. The coalescence. Like Someone coalescence. That so we can send it to Arena. I'd say, say keep a lookout, because <laughs> from what they've been talking about, it seems like it's going to be a bit more of a cinematic, large group endeavor. Mm -hmm. This, I think, is smart just for, like, players to get in and do something, as we're True. saying. And that's one reason why I do enjoy at least the Tier 1 and Tier 2, because so, you can just, like, listen to podcasts and streams and, and go and play the game. Oftentimes when I'd log in before Secrets of the Obscure, I'd log in and say, what, what can I do? Like, what, what do I want to do? Um, this is a little bit more of a in-your-face, like, you can go and do riffs using this new mastery system, and there's little that you have to, like, organize, and you can just kind of fall into it. I did enjoy I them. Say, I did enjoy them, though. I have to say, I totally agree with, with you, Jeb, that... Um, I'm kind of disappointed that when a rift appears, there isn't a corruption of the of the surrounding area. That would be nice. It's kind of seeping out and start in those those beautiful uh, t red tendrils that oh, are yeah. just so like creepy but amazingly mm. like attractive in a in a weird car crash way. Um, I would yeah. love that to be seeping out, and and you can and you can and, and when you get into an area that's infected by one of these rifts, you can just see the landscape just transforming. It's awesome. almost like the realms are slipping together. That would be amazing. That's but exactly then, I mean, we are we are in the the daddy daddy. I want a pony realm of the spectrum I here. I don't think it is. I think you're right. I think it, I think it's yeah. totally doable. That tech is old for a lot of games. Like that's that's like you know, it's just tech which kind of appears and and disappears. They've had the tech there for ages. It, they, they've got in their events, right? I mean, that's literally what yeah. happens. Like the map changes in events, different things pop up, and you know they disappear. And okay, yeah, sure, it's in a puff of smoke sometimes, but you know, I'm sure things have come a long way in the last ten years or eleven now, because we're eleven. But I, I don't think that's too much for us. And they've got, you know, like the art. When you said that, it made me think about the first time you go through the when you're exiting on the, in the intro part of the story and you're escaping what's his name i can't remember his name uh bob Saris. yeah uh, yeah and you're going through the portal there's all those kind of there's all of that art there and all of the kind of the i guess it looks like it's been taken over right a bit stranger things which which is what we were talking about before um and having that kind of just coming out of the the rift and just even if it was just a bit more red i don't know you know something yeah like, it, i think it, 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 I the know. visual you got to sell it you got to visually sell I it to so. to kind of captivate and that could have been a little bit better because the rift when you're closing Ooh. the rift or when you're opening the rift it's very cool i love that like you the beams of light coming out from me i've got some wicked screenshots of like just everyone like with these the hearts and the, just the beam coming out and you're summoning, you're closing it and you're opening it. It's so good. And then like, and there's the big AOE and it's really obvious where you've got to stand. It feels like you're all doing this thing together. And then it's like, but the actual rift itself, like, it's not I, as epic. I will say one thing I've noticed is that there are a couple rifts given their locations 
that seem to spawn enemies in sometimes kind of weird places. The one that immediately comes to yes. mind for me is, uh, so the first map, there's the portion that's like the, I don't know if this is a spoiler. Do you care if I describe the area of the well, first map? It's the first map. No, no, it's no the... we're not with maps you can talk about. Okay, mm -hmm. it's like the Path of Fire area where Balthazar, like the Balthazar yeah. alternate reality. Mm -hmm. yeah. So um, there's a rift that spawns there where sometimes some of the enemies that you need to like push it to the next phase spawn like but like up on a ledge behind yeah. like oh, yeah. and it's just like, I've I've had multiple times where I'll wander around that area with other people like where is this one stupid enemy that we can't seem uh, to find mm -hmm. and we'll like be trying to hunt them down to kill them. Um, so in this discussion about you know the visual field or area of the rift being marked a little bit more clearly i think that would almost help as well if you know like you saw sure there was some kind of effect or darker kind of thing or the ground had those tendrils across them to have like a better idea of oh this is the full extent of this area range like there are the kind of like event markers and of course once you know to start looking you can roam around it's not the end of the world but i think that would help i get not wanting to be too disruptive on the map especially when there are other things like the metas that happen and things mm -hmm. like that or you don't want it to be so intrusive particularly on older maps that mm. like new players going through those are confused going like what is happening if this whole dynamic thing suddenly renders and they're like this has nothing to do with the story i'm doing why is this here right now like so i i get why maybe they tried to keep that balance um and i think like everybody was saying the other kind of indicators the circle all that sort of stuff are really clear and really nice on them but there have been a few things here or there that i've definitely noticed I think that might be a like all these massive events and this ground changing could be like a if you really want to see what's happening darling by the expansion yeah. uh, but um what i would say I, is i, I was just if thinking people told me it said that to me i would i would buy it especially if they're calling me darling um I, I was actually thinking when we were talking about the 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 older missions so we they, they used to be failed states i remember you talking about it where you had to do a specific mm -hmm. thing when you were crafting a legendary and there was a failed state that had to spawn for an event on a map so that you could complete it what would a failed state for failing to close a rift look like what could that do to the map could that like build on the story could that born into this massive dynamic event where the, the, the inversion just takes over an entire quadrant of Amnitas or something like that and then you have to group together. I mean, I, I like the idea of that mm. from a narrative point of view. I don't know whether it's kind of feasible from a game point of view, but I like the idea of having a failed state. I like the idea of having a failed state. Forex, you, no, pl I, you played I Rift, agree. right? You literally played I Rift. I did. Yeah, like, that's I did what happened. Rift. That's what happened. If you failed, like, if you failed events, they would take over outposts so they yeah. would take mm -hmm. over literal bases and you wouldn't be able to yeah. use any of it like at all it was that used to great. be a thing in guild wars 2 and they mm. really stopped doing that in path of fire <laughs> i that. even as aside from the rifts in soto there are normal event chains where certain demons will pop up the one that comes to mind is Dexacos the Covetous in the new Kynang area. Um. And I actually was doing that event and I had spawned into a map where it failed. And I had never seen it fail before. And I was like, oh, what is Dexacos the Covetous, this demon, going to do mm. once this time runs out and this event fails? He's like, ah, you could never defeat me and then just despawns. And I'm like, oh, 
that was it like he didn't just like kill all the enemy or the allies like in the area and like set up mm -mm. shop or have mm -hmm. another event that chains into it which means you have to kill him but he's empowered and stronger and so i think some fail states for these events be them isolated dynamic events and or rift systems could be interesting and bring a bit more of What's the word I'm looking for? Bring a bit more, I don't know, realism to the world and the map that you're in, or a little bit more consequence to the events mm -hmm. that you do fail. Because as it is right now, failure in Guild Wars 2 is, is there's very little backlash. But I think if the events okay. told that story a bit more, it'd be cool. And it doesn't have like to be it. like highly oppressive to the gameplay experience either. Like yeah. it can be like, it can be more of this fun, like you only need two or three of your mates or like whoever's wandering around on the map to just mm -hmm. be like, fight this incursion put it back in its place and like you know then you can use a vendor again like mm. i don't know mm. yeah. maybe they could introduce that with a tier four where it actually has where there feels like there's a consequence although i do like emlyn's idea of just like if you failed this guys you're all getting a 24-hour ban and you need to look away and think about what that's, you're doing that's classic hardcore wow right there <laughs> Your character oh. just dies. Everyone's <laughs> my buddy, by the way, my girl. Hi, darling. Hello. Good to see you. Hello. Uh, expansion. Uh. I yeah. love the I idea. <laughs> I love the idea of fail states, but I think partially too, as we've seen recently, sometimes they can feel counterintuitive to player experience, right? Where mm. if the idea is to succeed, then if you like, I mean, like we saw with some of the Orin legendary stuff, right? Where you had to do a, a boss that only procced if you failed the events that led <laughs> up to it. Which they shouldn't do that. <laughs> again, I love the idea of this, right? But mm. this is like a practical example of how the concept of this idea does not always work well with the reality of player experience, where. Mm. If people are set in front of something and they are trying to progress it, their natural instinct through gaming will be to succeed at it. And so if it is a thing where you're playing this game of I have to fail this or succeed this or do that or do this, oftentimes it's counterintuitive to that natural gameplay flow in such a way that it, it creates these infuriating situations, right? Mm. That's not to say that I don't think that they could still or should still continue to play with things like that because i i do think it's a really cool idea and i do think that if there were variable outcomes in in some kind of controlled situation that it would be something really interesting i mean i i actually think that kind of what you brought up earlier about the idea of like how you could upgrade rifts is kind of an example of how like player added variable or you know things like that create mm. a different dynamic where you're like well we could add on more health or we could do this or do this to try and get more of a reward so maybe mm. then pushing forward there would be something where like if you try to super succeed in an event or something it procs a different version or yeah. um or just something that would indicate more what option like rather than fail state having something like a branching option or i, I just mm. i don't know it's, it's hard to figure out Diablo. that's gonna be a huge uh <laughs> part of the content for actually another game and which is an mrpg was which is coming out maybe in a couple of years but is it um yeah. ashes of creation right so that, that is basically Ooh. what yeah. the game is <laughs> that is basically yeah. what the game's gonna be about which is very interesting i'm really 
I'm interested. And I still think uh, Ashes of Creation is going to be a little bit like the other MMORPGs, like Ashes, um, like uh, Camelot Unchained and stuff, where we're literally just not going to hear a ton of crap for a while. And then suddenly it'll come out, although Camelot Unchained has just never really come out, unfortunately. Let's, or Crowfall. Uh, Crowfall Let's came hope it's out, not it another Star Citizen. Holy shirt balls. Star Citizen's doing all right, though. Alright, that is I, it. Star, Star Citizen's another badger. And it is a different Yeah, beast. but when is when is uh, Squadron 42 coming out? Because that's what I want to play. Anyway, oh, yeah. sorry. I've got no idea. Yeah, story, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No I think it's coming, mm. becoming part of it um, more and mm. more. So, but that's If only discussion. for Mark Hamill. If only for Mark Hamill, because he's like oh, really? god-tier amazing either. human. Okay, ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and, okay. and Superman. Mr. Cavill, yeah. Mr. Really? Cavill of the M yeah, who is an who is an MMO that? addict. Yeah, he's he a is, WoW oh, player. He plays a ton of MMOs. Mm -hmm. I know that, yeah. but I didn't know about this thing about Star Citizen. That's yeah. ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. All right, I need to look that up. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, we do. I do Sorry. need to. That is another idea. You know what? I had. I. I have therapy. I've told everyone this before. And my therapist <laughs> is like, you should just do the things you want to do. So I'm going to do the, all the different gaming podcasts I want to do. Unfortunately, I have a job. So, you know, which I love. And so I haven't got all the time in the world, but maybe every stream is just going to be a podcast instead. What? <laughs> like, just do like 24 hour work days. It's fine. Or like when you have meetings, just play New World and stuff instead. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you, again, you know, they've got, they've got a, uh, They've got an expansion coming out in October. F you, dude. Mm -hmm. Seriously, I've got too much to do. Stop That's giving me games. That's the expansion name? No. Oh my god. Well, it, it kind okay. of is because in the story there is. Well, I can't tell you because I spoiler. But like, it is. It is a whole zone got taken over. Basically, it's in the game now, and you can't really avoid it. Mm. And you're going back into the zone to effectively retake it. They've basically completely changed the zone. In, that was in the live game that's been part of the story it's very awesome and you're going to be able to get mounts and it's, it's exciting they're doing some good stuff over there the um, Lions Arch? actually can no, I do no, a no. quick shout out to anybody who's playing 14 Final Fantasy 14 at the moment you can get a griffin mount if you go in and do the events it's a beautiful griffin mount and you get a little cutscene with the creator oh, the which is amazing mm. oh, yes, yes. So, yes. if you our... haven't hmm. Oh, sorry, sorry, go say, no, it's just it's our rising event and they get they have a special mount right now because it's the 10 year yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you become a phoenix because it, it was from the ashes. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yep. Uh, no, wrong wow. one. But oh, close. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Sorry. Wait, so we've only talked about rifts. Uh, Period. <laughs> I think we've kind of we kind of done rifts. Um, I well, we did. We bitched about the lore as well. We did bitch. A bit yeah. About the lore. Oh yeah. A little yeah. Bit. Oh no, I'm not complaining. Bit. This is good. Thing. This is good times. Um, so something. Oh, I'm I complaining. Want... I'm mad. <laughs> what? Come about the lore? About everything. No, groove. Calm down. Oh, if we're if we're talking lore, lore and story, but without spoilers. I will say that mine is perhaps the little thing that got brought up about how the heart of the obscure could be a little bit more integrated. Mm. Um. I didn't get to talk about it with all of you like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I am obsessed with the story and lore of this expansion. Like, Second. I just, it's so good. And I feel like they really have a solid foundation between the, like, story beats, the new cast of characters, 
everything feels well introduced, well established, like even for having this whole concurrent secret history of the world. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to expand and you're going to give this different perspective, I really think that they did it in such a great way where now we almost get to view through all the lore and all the other stuff that you can find or that you're introduced to. We get to view those historical events in a different way. And I love it too, because it's so clever for those players who don't know as much about the overall world lore of Guild Wars 2. Because really, like, what we get in the story is just one area. And a lot of the other stuff and the factions and the groups and the zones and the maps and the history are not as clearly told to many players who like haven't deep dived the Wikipedia or read all the books. And in this one, you actually get this great kind of organic jaunt through time in a sense where we get to have so many areas kind of reestablished, events reconfirmed. We get to have various history from various perspectives, different groups. I, is this a spoiler? Is this character a spoiler? You mentioned dwarves, Debro. We talked about that last week. We talked about that last week. I literally showed your reaction on stream. Lear? Yeah. Strangely enough, your reaction to it was almost identical to uh, Jebro's reaction to it. I actually think your reaction was maybe better than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I feel like you were going to cry. And I was like, well, I didn't. So. I was I'm feeling that impressed. on your behalf, Jebro, because I've listened to you talk about dwarves for years. Yeah, but you, you started, you were talking, you said like, oh, because they're not stone either. And I was like, that's because that's what I said. And I was like, wow, are they going to say that? And you did. And I was, I was very impressed. It was very good. Oh, you know, you've trained me well in the way of dwarf excitement, dwarven excitement. I, mm-hmm. I was just so, so excited good. to see them. And yes, like uh, having a character that's Mersat, having, yes, Kruf, I think, was it Kruf that I overheard in the background guessing who I was going to talk about? Dagda. Dagda. I love Dagda. She (laughs) might be actually one of my favorites from the expansion because, like, I am so glad that we get a Jotun from the time. Like, there are so many people playing the game, myself included, for many years until I learned about it who don't know at all that the Jotun, like, were a massive power in Tyria, that mm-hmm. they had some of the absolute, like, highest pinnacle of magic predating, you know, like, and we've only really seen them in the state that they are now as various enemies on maps. You may or may not even as a player know that they have their own societies, <laughs> and, like, because as far as a lot of what the game presents to us, they just kind of seem like dumb ogre enemies, right? Yeah. Like. And so, like, to actually get this perspective with Dagda, I think, is also phenomenal. And I can say that about, like, so many things and so many notes and so many details. And the world is exciting and interesting. And this whole secret wizard order I'm all about. So I just wanted to share that because I didn't get a chance to, like, share that a few weeks ago. But, like, this story, I think, is so well told and well paced. And it feels like... There, you know, like we talked about with End of Dragons and our review of that, how in, you know, certain areas, the story perhaps felt like things kind of fell through, like, um, you know, Echo Vault, I think, being a good case where we could have had a lot more story beats, cutscenes, things like that to really give us a good, strong foundation and establishment of the forces and the factions and that particular smaller scale drama and everything else. And I feel like this new kind of expansion format and this like measured pace of releases and this consideration towards what's going to be a satisfying complete arc even within them being episodic 
has just really benefited the game so much. It feels like it's just so much more of a tighter-knit story experience. And I really am happy to see, like, the writers being able to really showcase what they do so well. Because I've just really, I've enjoyed all of it, honestly. It's been solid. <laughs> this, this, this has been my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. Favorite expansion for the sake of the story. And it's, I mean, it's right up there with Heart of Thorns. It really is. But especially just going through the very first map, I think you bring up a really good uh, point about mm. giving each map its own time to breathe and its own spotlight in the story. Even something like the Wizard's Tower, which operates half as a story, a really big story beat, and also as a player hub. Even within the player hub section, there's a bunch of quests and lore nuggets to find and read. So they really, this expansion, put a lot of time, effort, and detail into yeah. fleshing these zones out so they don't feel like something like Echo Vault Forest or mm. any of the other maps in the game where you just want more out of it, but for the sake of scope and what they could get done, it just didn't reach that level. But this felt so much more satisfying. Can we, uh, let's, let's move on to... Can I say one more thing really, really fast? Really, really fast, Jebra? Can you say, can you, are you going to say it really quickly as well? Yes, both. At a fast um, cadence. I did want to mention that I think Agrabah Forest is actually like <laughs> a really incredible zone. Disclaimer. That it just like did not actually have the grounding and narrative and other narrative beats that helped support all of the stuff that is happening on that map. Like there's a lot of really incredible stuff and the dungeons and the lore and everything with the history. And there's a lot of really good stuff. But where like those, I think where those cracks kind of showed or where those things kind of fell through those cracks. Or more so that the actual like map itself and the experience of it and all the things that were discoverable on it just didn't feel as grounded in the narrative itself and the narrative's momentum. So it kind of left you to sort of just like discover what was happening there, which is not a bad thing. Mm. But I think that like um, having that grounding and that connection helps create an immediate investment and understanding of things like the zones. So um I just wanted to say that because Echo Vault has a lot of really cool stuff in it, but it just doesn't feel as well like supported by the narrative itself. Well, there's certainly a lot, a, a lot less hidden content in this in this expansion, All whereas right. there is a, a ton of hidden content in Echo Vault that is absolutely fascinating and brilliant. Mm. So yeah, oh, like I mean, the dungeons and the Vasberg thing, and yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, love that. I feel like the 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 map. Skywatch Archipelago was designed number one for Skyscale, number two job, for lore nerds. Yes. Because <laughs> it was, it's basically designed to just give you all of these really interesting lore ideas in different locations in the map. Mm. And um, yeah, it's awesome. You did a good, great segue into talking about the first map in the expansion, which was what we're going to do. You did also, my best. Hi, hi, Poutine. Hi, uh. Hi, oh, hello, puppy. Oh, I can't hear any of this, but hi, Poutine. Oh, I was like, what? Oh, that's a puppy. Oh, good puppy. There he is, yeah. Such a good boy. Yes. We're talking about Rook's Mount. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I mean, they look uh, cool. <laughs> first map, yes. Uh, how do we feel about it? Awesome, good, good times. It's I bad. think this is. I think this is one of my favorite maps in the entire game. 
It's, it's <laughs> very, very good. It's very, very good. Why this is it going good, to be though? controversial? What do, we, do you want to know? You controversial? Never, Griff. Never. Um, <laughs> I think there was a part of the map, and this is what, what kind of goes to what Rook was saying, and I think this is in the story. Again, spoiler. This is a spoiler. Because it's up, it's in... We're talking about getting up to like Wizard's Tower kind of area. And we're being, I'm being going to be very vague. But what they do is, is they kind of describe the map while you're kind of roaming it. So when you roam over one of the islands or one of the fractals, which we, we did talk about this last time, this is what they are. But they talk about it and they say, you know, what it was, what it's about, like what's the situation in here, the story. And also the fact that these people can are just going to exist forever <laughs> which is kind yeah. of like oh man you're a, you're kind of irresponsible bastards <laughs> like, it's uh, deep, deeply immoral deeply, immoral. Like, yeah, like, deeply immoral i don't know if irresponsible is the right word for it yeah no immoral <laughs> yeah. immoral is uh mm -hmm. immoral is the word have you ever heard of the hague you might be visiting it oh, yeah God. i mean it's it's but, that level right mm, jesus it yeah. is i mean it really is you literally created like people to find out how things would have gone should it have not gone the way that you had hoped or expected and it's just like mm -hmm. wow that's like next level awful <laughs> you're yeah. pretty terrible people so like there was this there was this real thing when you're going across the map and you're like wow kainang is basically what happened in terminator <laughs> and then you with all these stories the dwarf is the, the dwarf areas i'm like just makes me sad because i'm like they're alive how dare you and like i mean you know but Jan, I mean? it shouldn't make you sad because as they tell us they are truly manifested physical living beings again so technically yeah, there is a flesh and blood dwarven population again that it's just true. what they're going to do yeah, with them is the big question mark yeah, we're yeah. gonna be playing. Why not characters. just give them like a <laughs> nice little vacation spot to live in instead? Mm, <laughs> yeah. A vacation spot. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask you guys a question? Enough. Right. Yeah. So Only one. when I okay, <laughs> <laughs> so when <laughs> when I first right, so just got in, just talking to people, going around the first map and the interactions. Yeah. I thought my first impression of is Garan because he's he's mentioned in the first part uh, of the story spoilers. and everything like that. Spoilers. Of, uh, sorry, but it, it's <laughs> it's the first map and the first it's the introduction to the story. He's he's first mentioned mm -hmm. there. Okay. My first impression of Is Garan was, oh my god, he is a monster. Mm. He is a terrible, terrible person, mm. terrible entity. Right? Did you guys get that impression, or was it just me? Like he, think, it felt like I he was manipulating everybody. I think he's the secret of the obscure. <laughs> it's, there's, I... there's a lot of there's a lot of interest. So, I when when you said Dagda's your favorite character in the entire yeah. game, I feel like uh, I I feel like the is Garen is Garen uh, thinks is Garen is is my favorite character in this <laughs> story because oh. um, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I think there's a lot going on there, and yeah. I think over the course of the expansion that hasn't been revealed yet, we're going to learn a lot more about him and his dealings. And I think there's there's some there's a lot of depth there. Mm -hmm. um, and it some of the when you get into the depth, I think there might be some darkness because that's how it goes sometimes, especially with mm -hmm. a very old yes. person. 
Oh mm. yeah, we, we I want the darkness. Give me the dark. I, I didn't instantly hate him or like feel a, a certain way about this whole operation and mm-hmm. how they were going about it. It of course is very immoral and you are hit with that sentiment right off the bat with the NPCs talking about it. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at it from that character's perspective and the pursuit of keeping Tyria a safe place, the whole reason why they are doing this, it does cause them to, qu- to question, like, these were isolated fractals and they were on loop and they were self-contained things, but now that they are out and they are totally continuing on in this timeline, it is, like, it is bad, but there's also, like, was this essential? Was this mm-hmm. necessary? Did this need to happen? Mayhaps, because then they could then decide which one and which event was in need of their intervention or not. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's not entirely gray. It's a little bit darker, but there is like a light side to it where I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> like I, I can hear what you're saying about the reasonings, but. I mean- you know. How egomaniacal do you have to be to consider yourself the grand arbiter of what is an appropriate timeline or not? I mean, hello. Mm-hmm. I, Makes that's, me think of that's, several movies. Yeah, that's that's a lot of yeah. ego. You know. I mean, that's that's the yeah yeah yeah. I, 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 it literally playing God. But yeah. I think that's one thing is that he's not alone in this endeavor because while the Astral Ward are now being more you know, conscious about it, they did go along with it and they mm-hmm. did decide that this was probably the best course of action, not only for their endeavors of fighting off threats, but for Tyria as a whole and maybe yeah. their family back mm-hmm. in central yeah. Tyria. And like scary levels of death, deference, I, just saying. I think, yeah. I think when you just said there is literally playing God, I think that has a, a bigger connotation, a much different connotation in Tyria. Mm. Um, and I think you're right because I think possibly the, the coalition here, the wizards people uh, are, you know, godlike powers in a way uh they they are on the same level i would say as a lot of the as the human gods at least um maybe not like individual power level but as a whole they kind of operate in the same sphere you know so <laughs> it's and not fornax you kind of did get your guardians of the gate but at what cost <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. There's so much there. I, I think it's not an easily answered thing, right? Because when we look at the use of simulation in our own existence, right? Simulations oftentimes being able to, you know, predict or assess a variable outcome. In a way, what they're doing is very similar. But of course, then you're getting into the actual question of the stuff of reality. Like, what is real? <laughs> what are real people? Like, if, if these alternate worlds, if they draw some kind of differentiation between the manifestations that have happened in the first map zone, right? Where now we see many of them grappling with, well, they're flesh and blood, they are real now. So we have to figure out what we're going to do with them. And even when you get to like the Wizard Tower, there's some great dialogue if you go to that little area where there are um, like refugees that are hanging out um, with like some more flesh and blood dwarves. 
and like there is a person there who's saying like no we can't just like send them back i don't even know how that would work and they are real people now so we have to figure out how to deal with this so like what is the differentiation there because reality again is something that is like subjective if they are people and they have their own we're like in the matrix at this point you know if they are people and they have their own lived experience they you know suffer they they it's it's just it's so hard because like it's a big morally gray area and then we see these as well being used for things that perhaps could be quantified as good not just suffering not just you know terrors or calamitous situations that are enacted but things like how can we restore the wildlife of maguma after the horrific devastation that's been enacted upon it what happens if you know um various parts of civilization that were annihilated before their time were able to manifest were able to evolve were able to grow and how could that particular the innovations the things that never were how could they benefit um, of course, then you have a greater question of, well, who do they benefit? Is it really only the wizards? Is it something that will be used for the betterment of all of Tyria? Is, is any one person really equipped to be in charge of that? And what do you do if you've essentially let an entire civilization and multiple generations of people exist? Mm. Because then again, we return to the, well, they're real though, right? <laughs> but like, is it good that there are real dwarves now? Like. Yes, of course it's good. Yeah. Of course it's good. <laughs> there is no bad to that. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, it's it's very fascinating because I don't think there are easy answers with it. And no. I think that well, there can be a lot of arguments made for it. Here's a question for you. Is Tyria just a fractal? I mean, the, the, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> it's not a fractal. Not a fractal is the definition of a fractal, but it does that. This yeah, whole but... discussion does raise the question of the nature of what everything is in this world. Mm. And I think, I think, when, remember before Soto came out and I had that idea of, uh, uh, well, it seems like what the writers are trying to tell us is that everything in this universe is formed from <laughs> is formed from the <laughs> yeah yeah exactly is formed from magical mist energy uh -huh. and strong beings are able to coalesce this energy into um realms tyria is one of these realms it's a much larger realm mm. uh than some of the ones we know um and and create order out of chaos mm. and uh, people, mm -hmm. in a sense, are really just coalesced magic as well, um, and they're the yeah, and their spirits stardust. go back to we are really other places afterwards. Shall, shall we test that logic then? So okay. we are whoa, literally whoa, whoa, whoa. made of stardust, right? Yeah, we are we are literally yeah. made of the stuff of stars. The only place in this universe where heavy elements are made are in supernova. Yeah. So, are you saying that it's whatever, YOLO the f*** out of everything, and human life has no purpose because E equals MC squared, because no. that that's, that sounds a little bit like what you think? I mean, if My you want Canadian to take that friend. out of it, that's, that's fine with me if you want to take <laughs> that out of it. <laughs> Can I mean, we get I back to the math is, discussion? Well, no, listen. Sorry, <laughs> it's about the math, bro. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think... it's vaguely <laughs> about the math, maybe, Kruf, but I, I don't know. This, is this the whole thing about the math? No, 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 no. I mean, I listen, guess so. 
I would make an argument that this is literally the map. Mm. This is literally the map. I mean, there yeah. is an True. entire NPC. There's an entire NPC who you literally speak to about the nature of fractals and the morality of them. Right. As you go around to the different areas, there are multiple NPCs that you can speak with. There are multiple, like, this map is that question. It yeah. is that discussion. And it mm. is within this magical setting an incredible thing because honestly, whether or not it's right or wrong, Boots, I think one of these wizards could easily make the argument if nothing is ever truly destroyed, if all matter is just magic and it is taking some shape or another, then are we committing true atrocities by doing this if we will all return to this anyway and one day reemerge? I think that's absolutely a point that could be argued. Ooh. Like, there's mm -hmm. a, there's a lot of different perspectives. Well, I don't, I don't actually know if that's necessarily the case. I think the point of the wizard tower and the point of what all the, the ward is doing is trying to maintain order. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that these realms and that, and that, well, you know, cycle, I guess you could outcomes, say. Right? Like in case yeah. of, like in, it's the what ifs. Right. In this map. Yeah. This, that's what this it's map is. It's the what ifs yeah. of the Marvel universe. Like that's what it is. Like, you know, what happens and... if Agent Carter becomes Captain America, for example, you know, it's, it's those Captain Britain. Captain, Captain Britain. Britain. Sorry. I yeah, also sorry. appreciate I that within Skywatch Archipelago, the fractals are not all bad outcomes. We okay. have the Rada Novus, or Rada Novus, right? And also the yep. Naguma yeah. area mm -hmm. where they weren't destroyed or their civilization didn't end. They actually thrived. Yes. The Maguma area, the mm -hmm. magic, you know, thrived and was going about its natural course. I don't know, Kainang Kainang might have something to say about that. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying, that it wasn't all bad, that they were all, oh, in terms bad. of what was shown, in terms of creating this idea of morally gray, that it mm. wasn't all bad outcomes in terms of seeing what would happen. And if they were all bad and they were, uh, every NPC in those regions were like, totally decimated and you yeah. know rallying with grief and the shock but then you have these moments where it's like just the natural i think landscape and the natural creatures of like the chalk and the arrowheads and the stoneheads and they're just like doing their natural thing and you're like oh they're actually really good like they're thriving there's some good events there in the in the maps yeah. as well like the events like you know there's the mm -hmm. one where you have to um oh god there's all the dwarfs and they're like fighting amongst each other and you like end up challenging them to fights like and you just end mm -hmm. up fighting these random dwarfs and stuff and then you're helping Leah like craft this and actually the meta is really good i actually really enjoy the meta in that map I really like yeah. the meta in that map, to be fair. It was just kind of, it wasn't like really long-winded as well. Mm. Like I appreciate the fact that there's different parts and you go to different parts of the map and you can also, you know, contribute to it wherever to gain, like gain essence so they can craft this thing and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say anything else to, I don't want to spoil everything. But the meta is quite fun other than the bug early on when they've sorted it out. That is an interesting, well, at least in terms of talking about it in chat. What are your favorite fractal islands? Personally, I love the desert area. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. You're wrong. But... And I hate deserts. <laughs> That's the thing. Path of Fire was not my vibe, but I really like this fractal of... Um, what was it you It's actually about? of... It's Deslana. It's none of the regions that we visited in um, Path of Fire. It's uh, an area that we didn't get to, which I was like, that even was more exciting for me because it was just like, ooh, place we've never been to, but it's on the map. My favorite is the first island, the Wizard's Descent, the starting island. 
because mm. uh, it's got the target practice adventure on it. <laughs> Gosh. Um, it's your favorite because it's got an adventure on it that you like. <laughs> At least it's the that only makes one sense. with an adventure on the map. I, you know what I'm going to say, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dwarf one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it makes sense. It was like, you know, which one was the four? Because it yeah. was just like immediate. I was not expecting that. Like, it, and it was not something I was expecting at all. Um, yeah. Like, just randomly seeing dwarfs again. Like, the, seeing the dwarf in the first place, that was cool. And then having an entire dwarf map area. And, bef and that was before I hadn't done any of the stories. So I didn't know they were fractals. So I thought they were just, like, going to come back. <laughs> and so mm. I got pretty damn excited about that for a start. So that was pretty awesome. I actually really like them all for different varying reasons. I think, you know, they've... They've all got, I think, you know, um, Iskaren, like, you know, not Iskaren, what's he called, the town? Garenhoff? Mm. Oh. Garenhoff. Oh, Garenhoff. That, that was really good. Like, the events there where you're just kind of yeah, rescuing it's, yeah. people, yeah. it's on fire, and it's literally on fire. Um, and I like the soaring area a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I I mean the dwarven location is so cool. Plus it's also, as far as I understand, a throwback to Guild Wars One, right? Yes, I have the North. The it's like the major right. Dwarven city, um, which is yeah. awesome. And that was really cool. Radonovus, I really liked seeing. I thought that was also very interesting. And I have so many questions about like how their harnessing of the ley line and other power is like different from what we've seen um with the evolution of asura elsewhere because there's an effect there that's very similar almost to orin that kind of like prismatic rainbow sort of effect um it makes me wonder how over the course of their development as a society what their understanding of lay magic came to be and uh if that might sh shed any other insights into even stuff as Aurene grapples with like how do i be a filter for all of this stuff now um i love any of the areas that have skyscale roosts i thought those were so cute and mm. i really like in yeah. the first area like you were talking about boots that zone i love the little like skyscale roost that's up in that main tower if you like mm. go up in there i think that's cool and all of the details in that area for the wizards and in the wizard's tower itself are just so great like there's so many lore books all these like interesting little things i love seeing all the wizards meditating around like to me i i really loved that although i think each of the different areas um really give a little something that you know piques your curiosity or mm -hmm. is interesting to discover so i don't i don't like i don't know it's i like them all for different reasons kind of like you said jeb i think maybe the only one that i'm not I'm like kind of like eh, about is maybe the Kaineng area. Yeah. Like I it's fine. It's the most recent expansion. Yeah, I mean it's the most recent. Yeah. We were just there. There's no nostalgia. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't really feel like the hmm I I would have been even more curious to see them push it further, I think, for it to have a bigger impact on me. Like to really see it be a robot landscape you know where like they had you know markedly changed many of the buildings and oh, um like borg style like yeah oh, like that borg style that's sick. a way to put it where you can <laughs> almost so see sick. more of that encroachment of technology and that lack yeah. of organic life necessity mm. like i think if it had been more like that or even if they had put some people sick. in the city that like 
were trying to do something like overthrow the robots or like if you um you know saw people being oppressed instead of the robots or something oh, for sure. like i think mm -hmm. it, it would have stood mm -hmm. out a little bit more to me i still think it's a cool spot but I didn't feel like, since it was so fresh in my memory, it mm. didn't feel like it was really pushed to the full boundary of being like, <sighs> here is an alternate universe for this thing that really contrasts with what you just saw in End of Dragons, I right? I like Smudgem's uh, suggestion. Yeah, Jade's, Jade's Cyberman situation from Doctor Who, <laughs> which is where the board come from, for sure. Like, you know, that is... I did get those Terminator vibes of like, you know, robotic kind of future, but like, it does feel a bit barren as well, which I get because I think in a robot society, you, the area would be kind of barren because like it, it, it's all automated, right? So it, it was interesting seeing that, um, seeing how they approached that. But I agree, yeah, that would have been cool. I would have, it would have been really dark if we'd seen like humans walking around with like robot body parts and like speaking like in robot like language and just stuff like zero zero one or whatever. But like, yeah, that would have been rad. Actually, that would have been cool. I love another reason why I love besides the adventure in the first map the. Uh, the fact that they brought back the Wizard's Folly Tower as the Beacon of Ages. Yes. So cool. So yeah. cool. Lots of cool stuff. Do you have I would have loved island? to have seen... Yeah. Oh, I would have loved to have seen them actually um, us be able to rescue some of the Canthans who were being sent to the execution centres that they'd set up they're always announcing mm. please head quietly to the execution centre this way oh, Mind I step. Are yeah they it's very dark oh, and okay. it would be they nice really to be able to rescue island? some of the people yeah uh, okay that is dark yeah. then <laughs> you, I, yeah, don't, I don't know the answer dark. to this because I don't think I've played it enough do you know if any of the people on the islands are able to leave their islands they are they are and then they are okay. yeah. to people I'm not, I don't think you see do you see them in different areas? I think you do in the... Uh, yeah, there's in the medical the center. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can. I, I just don't know whether or not they are allowed to leave this map. Well, the wizards would be the ones in charge of it. It seems yeah. like they have fully manifested. They are flesh and yeah, blood entities, like, with their own, you know, agency or life or death kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it seems like go. the wizards would be the ones that, yeah, kind of dictate that and sort mm. of the crossroads that they're at right now to try and figure out what do we do? Do we bring these people into our order? What if they have thoughts about what we were doing? I think... <laughs> like, I think I could definitely see the dwarves getting a little engineering and make themselves parachutes and just jump off and then go all the way down to Tyria. I, so. I mean, that would be sick because I would yeah. I would be up. The, the thing the thing I thought was was that if they were getting and I know this isn't going to happen and I know it's like you know unicorns and, and whatever um, dinosaurs. I'm not sure why dinosaurs are a, a thing now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm watching too much Rick and Morty. Um, but like, <laughs> you may not have seen that episode. It's pretty good. Um, they are the rulers of the entire universe. I'm just saying. Oh, but yeah, this would have been that. a great opportunity. Good stuff. This would have been a good opportunity, like a really fun place to have like uh, an intro island for new races, like to start at 80. Like imagine being Ooh, brought yeah. into the game mm. as a dwarf. Like that was just born out of a fractal. Oh, that's what oh, they that's could do. Oh, that's interesting. I like that. Oh, that's that would have been so cool. Have done. And this is what yeah. I was thinking during this. They could have done that with any race. They could have done yeah. it with any, any race. Then they could do it in future. 
This this gives them an opportunity. I think what if be... they had an underwater fractal island with the Largos? There are Largos, yeah. So, you know, and there are more maps. Like, it doesn't mean maybe there are more fractals. And with the new water seen. tech of placing water in various levels on map geography, they could have, mm -hmm. like, a fractal entirely cased in water that you enter and you just start swimming in that, that like, transition. That would be interesting. That would be amazing. So this is the thing, Do these really, care? really interesting ideas they've had with this. I think it gives them a well, lot. And it would be so simple, too, to just do some kind of introductory story thing for that, right? Where, like, mm -hmm. however you were going to integrate it, you show up, and rather than it being something like, oh, you're the commander and you have all this history, yeah. they could just instead modify some of the dialogue and things and just be like, I mean, yeah, like, you were created. Oh, we're in trouble. Okay, well, here's this thing. And then mm -hmm. you could theoretically just continue from there. I mean, of course, depending mm -hmm. on how they want to tie this into everything, maybe there's greater story deviations that would be you know would make it more difficult but it does seem like a good a good spot for it or even if yeah. I, mean, I think there's that classic thing of like you know if you bring new races into an mmorpg do they have to go through all the same things that you went through with an original character because you're starting later in the game you can just you know i mean what is it world of warcraft did it with uh death knights right like you just started a you were you were yeah. you were changed back into you know you can choose your side essentially which is rad like it was so good i remember like i didn't play much of rough, rough unfortunately but i and i wish i had but like man bloody good I, expansion oh, bloody i have a feeling though i mean idea. for world of warcraft is I maybe i just through. wasn't following it properly but i feel like they have it a little bit easier in that the you, your character in world of warcraft isn't really a main character isn't really like true it depends like, it certainly doesn't feel like a main character holy shit yeah. if you play azeroth azeroth felt you felt kind of i feel like with that it you know you important. kind of have to just suspend belief of like you're true. playing it for the sake of the aesthetics and for the fun and yeah that also goes into another change they're doing with this expansion is that you're known as the wayfinder rather than commander and mm. I'm kind of preferring that terminology uh, over commander. And it seems like they keep like towing that line. They'll oftentimes say like commander, uh, wayfinder. So it's it's very interesting. And, and I wonder it if is. they're going to stick with one over the other. And I'm kind of I kind of would just prefer wayfinder because it's a bit more ambiguous. You're, you're a commander, you're a wayfinder, you're Bob. <laughs> maybe maybe they'll just like create a new terminology for each expansion for each expansion what's the next one you're gonna be uh fisherman. adventure adventure yeah, yeah. fisherman fisherman, fisherman boots manager they'll be calling <laughs> yeah. for the manager yeah there's gonna be an can entire we speak with the manager yeah there's gonna be an entire expansion when you literally manage like a char rock band <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and you go on tour the with them and that's the, the entire expansion um what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna say as well because we've been going almost for two hours um a final thing like we've we've talked about the map and i'm wondering whether or not the vault the vault conversation is a longer conversation mm. um because it's a conversation i want to have i want to talk about the vault i, think I it love might be, the vault i think it might be too long <laughs> for this podcast mm. i don't know what do we think people i don't think it has to be that long yeah, I don't think it needs to be. It doesn't need to be long. super long. Okay, all right. That's I just really, we'll I just really enjoy vault, it. Then. Okay, well, okay. so if uh, the vault, does anyone want to explain? I'm, I'm sure 
Someone's oh, got some about this. really fast. Okay. I just wanted to say because I realized that we didn't completely hit on it. Sure. Um, but I enjoy the map meta on this map. I think it's nice. It's short. It's sweet. It's a good yes. quick one to like toss in with other things. And I think it's a nice contrast um, because we didn't talk about the actual meta on that map. But I think it has some okay. great moments. Did. did you? A little bit. Yes, I did. did. I like it a little bit. Also, <laughs> my favorite zone is Dark Desiria. Dag Desiria is my favorite part. Oh. Dag is your favorite. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's good. No, the, the area on the map where Dag does, um, Her, I don't know, enclosure? The observatory? Yeah. It's like an observatory or something. Yeah, I love the Jotun. Footage in the background. Yeah, I, I love the Jotun <laughs> since I did the um, uh, crafting the Bifrost, which is all to do with the Jotun. So, oh. yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, it's amazing to get more lore about them. This is one little thing, too, that I wanted to mention that I thought was awesome. Uh, as we look at the footage on the screen right now, and for anybody listening, we're watching the um, sort of big split fight at the end. Yes. Um, the fact that the platforms are marked. They have yeah. markers on them innately. So you have like your, what is it, like one, two, three or whatever. Um, and that way mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier so that you can A, just the platform if you like fall off of it without having to like look down at your map and try to like reorient yourself or things and b because then uh the actual like commanders and things rather than having to be like go north northeast northwest go south go they're literally just like go to one <laughs> go to they two they added that in dragon's end actually years ago i don't know if you've just been doing that since is it dragon's, Was it dragon's, dragon's end, end or um, stand Dragon Stand. The, they had so in. many islands, though, they had to number them. Yeah, they had like more than But it hasn't, I haven't noticed it all too often since then. No, yeah, so I like the content then. Now. This is more of the same, isn't it? This is like four or five islands, isn't it? Four. Mm -hmm. like Honestly, if, if there was one tweak that I would love to see is for them to put raid markers into groups just into a normal group you make a normal group and you can use oh. you can use raid markers mm. i i would really like that there's been so many occasions especially if you're doing like end tier fractals where people are trying to learn the encounter and you're trying to show them where they need to stand for stuff yeah that would be that would be mm. lovely good point Sorry. all right let's talk about the map uh, let's talk about the vault um uh, has anyone talked about it in a video i can use footage because uh, <laughs> then uh, I, I think you might be the only one mm. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, I did a literal video on it. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. Thanks, Grief. Cheers for You're that. You're welcome. I'm everyone's biggest fan. You are the best. You are the best. Uh, yeah, I pumped it out and it wasn't very in-depth, and uh, I just added loads of notes to it. But the vault. Thank you very much. Wow, that's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> so the vault system is probably one of the best systems that has come into Guild Wars two since launch. Uh, I think personally. Um, yes. It is wicked. Uh, for many reasons. Kroof. I've talked about my video, which I'm going to link. But why do you like it? I like it because you can get stuff. You can get a <laughs> I mean, lot yeah. of stuff in <laughs> the Wizard's it, right? Vault. I think it is one of the most rewarding features of the game at the moment for a plethora of different content types from pure cosmetics to crafting to user features with build expansions you know increasing your account buffs in essence they have so many different items that you can personally decide to pick up you're not forced to go through a track and have to pick up every little bit you can save up all of your astral acclaim which is the currency that you get from doing dailies and weeklies and then you can decide what you want to pick up 
and I uh, have picked up quite a few uh, items, and I actually got my legendary uh, sword oh, bolt yeah. through doing and picking up the legendary starter kit, which gives I you about two point five, like over over half of the needed materials to create a legendary. Really? And boots. Oh, I was saying. No, yeah, it gives you the precursor. It gives you a gift of might or magic. It gives you five hundred gold worth of stuff. Yes, it. it I was able Holy to get crap. it within a few days of purchasing the precursor or the legendary starter kit it's it the is so core beneficial ones, right? is the core ones, they're right? currently doing the core ones you can only choose from four at a time so we currently in this rotation have the pistol the scepter the staff and the sword next those are cycle, technically all the um the the, the exact four legendary weapons on the trading post that are the least expensive coincidentally <laughs> i don't know why they'd be so low in price at the moment but um yeah, it's weird um next wizards of vault will probably cycle in four others from gen one they won't be doing the ones they won't do the heart of Thorns ones with the achievements though will they i think it'd be nice if they did i don't yeah. think they should some of I them don't have not. achievements. Some of them are just oh, a grind. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like they kind of give up grind, on that. But if they've got the achievements where they've made the effort with the store, I actually think they should keep those unique still. Mostly because I'm doing them. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there it is. There it is. No, 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 no. I, no. Mean... I actually think they're unique <laughs> in that adventure. Like that, I think they should be skins like that, where it's like you have to go through this adventure, which is pretty... It's not difficult it's just long it's just like it's just like a lot mm -hmm. of and they're really good it's really good content as well like i would it would it would feel cheap to uh, have that as like did you go through like the tasks and the story and the lore and all this kind of stuff like building these things it like it'd be kind of fairly gutting if like <laughs> you could just get it through this well they could change up what they give you for that specific Maybe. like legendary. just give you a shed load of wood because that's what yeah, you need yeah give you all of the masteries because at this from gen one they give you the precursor they give right. you a gift and i think one other thing that's really good um mm. but they don't give you a gift of exploration which you need mm. to craft legendary one and that legendary True. journey is map completing the entire game maybe for gen 2 they don't give you the precursor which that's the journey you have to go on uh for those specific mm -hmm. uh legendaries but they could give you like gift of maguma the other you know things that would require a lot of time to acquire yeah um so they could um, actually it, it's it's just courteria it's just courteria it's not the entire game that you have to do map completion on it's just Corteria. yes just courteria sorry i mean don't, don't be scared seven, people vanilla seven people just fainted in yes. the chat no no <laughs> you have to down. map complete <laughs> which at one point was the entire game uh, true Minus world versus world. Even then, was that was there? No, it was. It was including worst world, world yeah, versus world at, at the first, very beginning. They hated us. They, yeah, they changed they did. it. Yeah, that was a good bit. time. But, <laughs> yeah, I, the vault. I love it. It's so good. Now the dailies and weeklies, which is attached to that system. I well, okay. I mean, I mean this, I this is the rewards. I think rewards wise, I think, yeah, you're right. There was the run that you did like a really, really good tier list and like people copied them and did like a bunch of it, like did the same content again and just had different videos. But like, you know, there's like the legendary weapon style kit is really, really good. And there's the build template as well, which I think is really, is it the template, build template that is in mm -hmm, there as yeah. well? Yeah. yeah. So that's another one. And so there are actual like things which you can purchase from the, 
trading post uh, from the black lion trading company in there and they've actually rolled in some of the old rewards from the dailies like when you get the 30 days in a row there's like the account gold bonus there's the um, yeah. black lion and mastery coffers there's revive orbs there's crafting bags there's, and it really is good because depending on what you need i think this is why it's good so those tier list lists that people have created like for maximum value are great you can actually pick out what you need for the current time because there's like mystic coins in there right like mystic coins mm -hmm. are really really good and clovers clovers yeah. yes vision crystals and horseshoes clovers and boomoons <laughs> and, and, and the and extractors and extractors yes. which never should have been on the black lion trading post in the first place but yeah, that's a different story yeah. you thank you for taking shards. the teeth out of that yeah, yeah. i and will skins say as well with skins which you may not actually like are on there you don't have to right yeah i love the sanctified I weapons you yeah don't watch your mouth about the sanctified like the weapons armor. are beautiful I don't oh mind the, the armor weapons. is a little I don't mind the, the armor is more muted but the emo but... is wicked i mean yeah but that's the beauty of the system right exactly. you can pick and choose what you want exactly. and yeah. all that stuff is just going to get cataloged and logged so that well, like if at some even... point you want it you can get it but you don't yeah. have to get it now Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love this system. I mean, there have yeah. been some bumps with it. And I encourage everybody just to be patient, give feedback, submit like official reports when things seem to be bugged or stuff like that, you know, be again, a balanced critiquer and not somebody that's just like, frothing at the mouth raving about it online, like in a <laughs> nasty way. Like, because the thing is, is that, oh, that Guild Wars 2, Guild Wars 2 does have <laughs> a lot of unusual content in it. It just does. It has a lot of unique things. It has a lot of stuff that, like, hey, they might want to highlight. They might want to show off. And because they are creating options for all game modes, that means that they're going to have to look at a lot of things. We've had some issues with that, obviously, with certain events that have been bugged for a very long time, which, mm -hmm. hey, maybe now it's going to pop up even more on their feed that those things need to be addressed. But there might also be more of a reason for them to address them at this point like if they see that people are actually trying to do that there mm. might it's a worthy investment probably to go in and try to spend the time now to fix some of those things if they see that the wizard's vault is indeed getting people to engage with a lot of these other pieces of older content or various things like that again it might give them more impetus for it and um i mean a lot of the other stuff has been pretty good i think the initial complaints were mostly just like hey i wish that we maybe had a few more options for dailies kind of things or I mean, like for like those you know sorts of categories dailies weeklies sure. um especially because uh the big sort of i guess surprise if you will was just that like if you selected multiple types um you know you were interested in world versus world and pve they expected you to want to play world versus world every day for that or you know <laughs> stuff like that so yeah. Yeah. again these are little tweaks that from having the system be implemented and seeing how players are responding to it i have no doubt that they are going to make and keep working on but like the system itself is great it incentivizes sure. so much more for you to engage with things try things play things save up get rewards do legendaries mm. if you didn't want yeah. to engage with them previously um and it also eases some of the pressure from the black line trading company and it gives us some other options to get those things organically through the game and through gameplay and so for me it's a huge win and a lot of the little bumps are things that like calm down you can save this currency for all time there's no fomo you can buy all this stuff for all time too so like we have to give them a little bit of time to iron stuff out and I think you that's know the best part of it. 
the no fomo right. bit is is really important because that is why Absolutely. like this is why i've been farming new world so hard because if i don't get this chest piece which is the 100 level 100 slash chapter 5 <laughs> completion level because i had to comp- kill f- 500 um dune walkers like you know it was just like i wasn't going to get that and it's not necessarily that i wanted the skin it's just because i can't get it again so if i really want it in the future i can't and i think that is one of the best parts of this i think like you're right there is there is you know someone said you know costing a lot of astral claim for like an obsidian shard all that stuff is like we got like they're gonna work that out that's i'm not really yeah. bothered about that it's more so. it's more the content you're completing for the um actual dailies this system is just by and far like just a shed load better than the daily system we had before where you'd had to go to so many different zones to do these things it was just not engaging it's like cool. you know it just wasn't engaging at all there's no like the ui pops up in the top you log in boom oh there's a sparkly thing Oh, I get some astral claim. I've already got one of my four dailies done, and I can get these rewards for this thing. If you don't know much about what's going on in the game right now, that's already engaged you in the daily process, which is great. But like, it's there's just so much they can do with it in the future, and they can engage in future rewards, past rewards, past skins, past stuff. But they've just really got to make that system more live, rather than because you can reset all of those dailies and weeklies. If you so, like to reselect which content you want to do, but it takes, tw- if it's a daily, it takes 24 hours to reset. And if it's a weekly, it takes a week to reset. Whereas in other games, if you're in Fortnite as an example, if you want to switch those dailies because you don't really want to do that content that day, you can do that instantaneously, but you can only get a certain amount of chances where you can reset that specific task. And I think if they can bring that into the game, that will make it even more fun for people because they will be playing the content they want to play. Um, because I picked PvP and PvE. And at the moment, I'm like, oh, I didn't really want to play like 10 games of PvP this week because it kind of makes me mad. <laughs> like, but I really want to play PvP still to a certain degree. But there is some really, really good dailies in there. Like, you know, get a top stat, which isn't too difficult because you can just res people. Or like, you know, kill two people in a team, like keep kill like five people, which is just contribution. Or have a team fight. Like that's it. Have a team fight. It's pretty easy. Like you can just go into an unranked game and just do a team fight, for example. It's really, really good. The World v. World dailies though are pretty long-winded. Um <laughs> So I don't so I didn't pick any of those because they were just too long. And some of the weeklies I find to be too short. So there's a little bit of a discrepancy. I'm, I'm not going to complain about two short weeks. I don't mind the two. I don't mind <laughs> no, those. I will. I will. I will. <laughs> Some of them are longer. It, it, does, it does create a disparity between what people are What about are the two short specials? The specials are their own niche thing and they're kind of just every they're wizard seasonal, cycle there's going to be special. They're seasonal specific and they're specific to story as well. They're specific to the mm-hmm. content that's in the game for that season. So this is what this is the whole part of it, right? Like they're like season passes in other games. There is going to be part of it which is very specific to the story and which is also mm-hmm. not available to people who don't have the expansion. So that's what that's about, right? Because they can't do that because they can't even go there to do the f- <laughs> to do the achievement with the friend thing with the sky scale. So they have to buy the expansion. That's a good way of enticing people in to get it to get more asteroid claim, but they can still get a ton of it if they're not got any of the expansions. They don't actually have to 
because if i am not sure if you can you do the vault stuff if you've got a free account yes yes cool okay yes. well that's great even i mean that's that's pretty awesome honestly i mean you can get can you 100 percent? i don't know i don't actually know yeah it's a core system that was introduced okay well that's wicked because um, you can get like yeah. build that's actually really good value that's ridiculous <laughs> that's actually really top notch wicked okay i didn't actually know that that's cool but yeah i would like a little bit more dailies to even just like do baseline because i think someone did the math and you actually cannot purchase everything in the vault with the amount of time that we have to acquire astral claim it's always going to be there though right but it will go up in price well that's it will go up in price next i mean you're going to get to a point where you bought everything right i guess i mean well realistically with how often it is going to be recycling and if this cadence does continue there'll probably be quite a few options in there that will begin to like pile up on top of mm. people and it will like that's why they are adding one more daily option i think in the next patch or at least they're going to do something soon nice. uh to give you i think that would give you an extra 10 astral claim that you could get um but i think right now it's an okay amount but i'm just wondering if they could add even more just to like increase that in the future to make you want to engage in the system more you think i just like doing dailies and weeklies and all that stuff do you, but like are you gonna even want to purchase everything in the store not necessarily but in terms of longevity <laughs> in terms of longevity in terms of the amount of items that you can acquire and the amount of astral claim that you get I think it feels fine make, right now. I think but. making I think there's a good balance to it though, like right, you know, because if there's if it always feels like you're gonna have to be engaging in the system quite continuously rather than you can't just farm it all out. Because I think there is that I think the people that might be sad about that just wanna farm it out and get it done. Yeah, I'm not necessarily farming, but like I do find the daily the amount of dailies that we currently have to be quite low and restrictive, which was one reason why people were quite upset with the daily category specifically. At least the weekly, you have two additional ones because you only need six, but you have eight oh, that you can complete. Oh, you mean extra choices of, right, okay. So yeah. you can get extra bits. And okay. that actually still um, progresses your astral acclaim. Yeah, true, true, true. Can I ask, can I ask you a question? Ooh, what two, did you think two about- questions? Oh. I know, two questions? Two, oh my God, <laughs> sorry. Um, what did you think of the new griffin mount skin I've got it. being yeah. an astral of claim that, rather than rather than being for a story achievement i'm fine with it i'm totally fine with it i mean i wouldn't mind seeing Any them both. add mount skins and stuff in for story stuff i mean um, you can yeah. come you for the sky scale technically this guy's sure, yeah. yeah i yeah. i honestly love getting skins in any way and I think that incentivizing play, like, you know, and saying, hey, like, let's actually do, like, more, like, mechanical play and other things like that, um, mm. and giving a reward for something like that, I, I personally really like it. I, I don't want them to, like, not put any mount skins in the story, but I also think that not every player um, necessarily wants rewards to just be tied only to things like story, you know? True. And, and it is technically still just earnable in-game, so... Mm. And with the special Astral Claim, you get a lot of Astral Claim by completing the story and going through the expansion. So in a weird way, you're actually getting them out faster by doing the story and playing the expansion. Right. 
Um, so yeah, I would say my favorite, the way I've been interacting with it so far is exactly how I thought I was going to do it, which is, um, not pay attention to it until there's like a little exclamation mark in my top left hand corner. And then mm -hmm. I click on it and I'm like, oh, oh, look at that. I got stuff. <laughs> um, and then I noticed the special tab and I clicked on that and that's where it got it. Like, I think, I think that tab, the special tab makes things pretty interesting. It like... I think it's a great way for ArenaNet to point people towards content that is interesting and good, and and I think that they should continue using it. Maybe not necessarily just uh, for uh, the time, like you know, you were saying, Jebro, that it's it's the current content that mm. we're doing pointing it towards the card so yes that's good i think they should do that but i think they should also maybe point towards some older content that people maybe miss that's very interesting and good too because why not <laughs> it's yeah it's a, possibly it's a, yeah. absolutely i'd be good on yeah. i was just showing the amount off i think it's so unfortunate that one of the first uh, I think it, it was a weekly that, that led us to um, Echoval and a particularly buggy mini dungeon yeah. was kind of tragic. Mm. And a lot of people were rather salty. I did not get the achievement despite doing the dungeon like three times. Mm. So I was a little bit of salt. I was lucky. Oh, the first Super weekly? Salt. What, the vast bag yeah. I think it was the daily. I was oh, able I got to, it was which a... made it worse because it was like, you only had 24 hours to do it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that was bugged. And that, that, that's been bugged for a while. Yeah. A little bit of time. And I was worried. I was like, I hope the Desolation meta event is not a weekly. Because that. Oh, I really loved that. I loved that being time. a thing. That was like, I got, I, I was in the map and there was a whole group of people and we're all like, is, it was the best time was to do it. It was like either the, when it first hits or when it's just about to close or end. So like there was a bunch of people just ready for to go do it. For the mini dungeon? Oh, no, no, no. For the Desolation event. Oh my god. What desolation? Sorry, I'm looking at oh, Wait, you, the Maw of Torment? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have the Maw of Torment meta event yeah, on yeah. one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit is so bugged. Oh no, That has never completed fine. in like months. Yeah, it's completed. It was fine. It was Wait, working. which event? The Maw of Torment? Yeah, it was the Maw of Torment. Did they fix it? Finally? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I sent like five bug reports over the past like five months. Is that you did it? Proof, you did it, Proof! You were the one who fixed it! Was you. Hooray! Congratulations. I think it was more of Tom. Is that I the one where it. I didn't read it. They've got the... You go into the forge bit area and you have to, like, fight the boss, close the portals and stuff. Yes. <laughs> it's the big spiky Amazing. fortress thing. It's, like, in the air and... Not in the air, but, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, rocky spiky. Yeah. Spiky. <laughs> that is more time. So, yeah, it was good. I did it the other day. It was fun. Anyway, I like it because the special tab brings back monthlies, and I think that's great. I agree. I agree. As I well. didn't know that everyone didn't have monthlies until I was showing my UI to a friend, and they're like, "What's that?" I'm like, "What do you mean? What's that?" Really? That's a monthly oh, thing. Yeah. Because like, they don't have the expansion. No, because they didn't. They they started later. <gasps> yeah. They removed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. used to have monthly achievements. Yeah. Oh, those. Mm. Okay, yeah, I don't know if I actually Boomer knew that Games confirmed. Well. Yeah. But I I think 
Um, with the special tab, they could probably add a couple more options with kind of what Boots was saying. I think so as well. This yeah. round, it's so tied to the expansion, which I, I think for expansions, it makes sense. But they probably could have added a couple other tabs for, like, PvP and World versus World. Because that is a quarterly system, not they just want, monthly. They want, so. those, they want the bang of the Astro Acclaim in there for the expansion, because that's the... That's the thing that's going to entice you to buy it to get that extra astral acclaim. That's that's the hook. Yeah, that's yeah. the hook to buy the expansion, right? Because that was the system where they said you can still use it, but if you get the expansion, you're going to get an extra. What is it? Like eight hundred, one thousand five hundred. It's a lot. Like it's almost close to one thousand five hundred astral acclaim. That's good. There are quite a few hooks in this expansion. Easy sky scale, massive hook. Nobody. I liked doing the season sure. four stuff. People complain about it because of the grind of the tier four materials from the maps, which mm. can be quite, quite long. It feels long when you're doing it, especially if you're doing it after the fact and the maps aren't as populated as would be ideal to get some of the stuff done because there's certain achievements that you have to do. So I think that that's another massive hook. I think that... There should be many hooks giving, for many different people. That, yeah. that, they're kind of lifting up their petticoats a bit with the with the vault and just showing a bit of thigh. Look at all the nice things that you could have, they darling. Have to. Come on. They have to. They do, pimp. and there's nothing wrong with it. They have to pimp this bitch out, and I'm I'm very happy. I think, yeah, I, I think love that good. they pimped. I love that they pimped this bitch out. I love it. <laughs> they have to. I got the um, I got the legendary crafting thing, which is amazing. Um, and I'm I'm kind of struggling now because I'm I'm still going for the AP and stuff, but or the AA. And I don't really know what I'm going to get next. Like, some things are kind of... I'm just going to probably get, like, you know, Mystic Coins or Clothes or something. I don't know. But, like, here's nothing I'm really just... speaks to me after the Legendary Crafting Kit. Um, the build expansions? I've already, I've already purchased all. I need to get those. Ugh. Yeah, so I will get those. But I, what I would like, maybe next time around, is uh, equipment slot expansions. The, that would be really that yeah. could be like a thousand that, that could cost would, a thousand. if it's a thousand i would still go for it it's yeah yeah oh yeah i'd be down and it, you think they'll I'm, be switch they could be switching the monthly so one one month a build next month a gear maybe yeah maybe i say just throw them all in i think it's nice to have bank slot. it's nice to have a selection that a is consistent throughout all of the wizard's vault changes but they just refresh in terms of the amount because you can only buy two build expansions you can only mm. buy one account expansion but I think if there were those materials and those items that are always in the vault, that would at least be nice. So you could always kind of count on those, like Mr. Clovers, Mr. Coins, expansions. Yeah, but obviously what they want to do yeah. is make sure this this doesn't replace the uh, Gemstar, which, where, where they make most of their money. Yeah, which is so... smart that they limit the amount that you can purchase. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to imagine that they've made a calculated... Calculation. Sorry, thinking uh, brain yeah. not working. That they're making most of their of their bang for their buck is coming from outfits and skins. Just the the, the pretty side of, of it. And yeah. every everyone I think is universally quite happy to do that. Especially because of how fair the system is, how the fact that you can exchange in-game gold for gems, which is unique and fantastic for this game, which is really fair to gamers. Um one of as, as much as I've criticized the system in the past and I have bitched about it, it is still one of the fairest um, buy-to-play, free-to-play, no monthly subscription MMOs on the market. 
It really is. So, mm. you know, you can't whinge. I mean, I can whinge a lot, but mm. you can't whinge too much about it. Try not to. I think that's a good outro for the vault system. And to <laughs> wrap up the show, honestly, I think that was a good one. The system is, yes. Yeah, sure, there's going to be some quirks and things are going to work out. It's really not that bad. Um, like whoever said it about, I think Rook was saying about people raving about it and blah 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 i think sometimes that's just guild wars 2 players because the game's been for free forever and it's it, it, it gets voting for riled up because they're you know a little bit keen but that's okay you know as long as they're happy in life whatever um <laughs> can i say one last thing oh, can i say one two last questions please, please, and saying please, something please. extra i know i'm so How sorry dare. i just want to <laughs> i know and it's going to be something nice as well so it's Is off it? character oh. so oh Holy honestly I, I've, 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 I'm a boomer gamer. I have been through many, many expansion releases. I have to say, this has been absolutely smooth as a baby's bottom compared to some of them. It is, it's been so good, mm. so unforked. In, I mean, I remember, I remember when there was a particular World of Warcraft expansion that like took down the servers for two days. It was just, I think it was something to do with um, forts or. Bastion, anyway. Draenor. It's been. Yeah, yeah so my. Jesus, oh, okay. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is our version of housing that breaks the game for a week. Yeah. Um, no, that was amazing. But uh. this has been so good. So totally hats off to, to, the, to the developers. Yeah. They've done such a fantastic job. It has been so smooth, so great. And, you know. We forget that most games have load screens. You can be in a queue waiting to get into 14. You can be in a queue waiting to get into World of Warcraft. No queues with the Guild Wars 2. It's like they spin up the servers they need. There's, there's huge amounts of like fantastic behind the scenes magic behind the curtain that goes on to make it smooth like this. So thank you guys very much. I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, it's been so fun. We're going to be able to give um, many more opinions about whether or not we're enjoying the expansion. I think we can probably all say we're enjoying it at the moment as well. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more about that for sure in the future weeks. Thank you again for all of your feedback and awesomeness this week. Next week, we'll probably dip into... We'll see where we get. We've, some of us haven't completed the story yet. I've not got very far myself. Um, so I want to try and complete that before we really delve into the later maps but we do have the map meta from amnitas to talk about which is very fun um we still have story to talk about we still have weapons that are coming as well so what we might do is next week we might maybe we'll dip into the weapons maybe we'll dip back into weapons and, and talk about the weapon design stuff we'll see um work so you've already Excited done that to work. talk about frank frank is amazing and love frank <laughs> Frank Great is guy. amazing. Excellent. He is. Pretty cool. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to go. Uh, Boots, that's what you do, what you do with. Yeah, Boots, you can find me at World of Enders mm -hmm. on YouTube, and I make videos, usually about Guild Wars 2. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just remembered. You can actually also find information about Boots on the Guild Wars 2 Wikipedia. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, Boots has an item in game in case anybody missed it. So go check that out. And uh, yeah, you know, look him up. Oh, yeah, do it for sure. True, true, true. Immort immortalized boots. Yeah. Boots. In the <laughs> oh, game. boy. Awesomeness. Okay. Uh, did they get foot measurements when they were making that? <laughs> no, they did not. That? They are very wow. large. <laughs> they are humongous, awesome boots. They deserve the size they have. You know what they say about big boots, don't you? Anyway, uh, Rookery, 
Tell us what you're doing. What are you doing? Wow. <laughs> I can't believe no one made that joke yet. Hi, I'm Rookie. Wow, Kruv, come on. You've heard of this, surely. Kruv, <laughs> do you know what they say about people that wear big boots? Big shoe size? They got big toots? Oh. Yes, wow. they fart loudly and a lot. Mm -hmm. wow. They got mm -hmm. smelly ass feet. I don't know. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, you got it. Mm. Don't worry, we'll tell you when you're older. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Hi, I'm Rook, aka Rookery. That's R-O-O-K-U-R-I. I'm a variety MMORPG streamer, caster, podcaster, host, YouTuber. Pod racer. Pod racer? Not yet. I wish. In my dreams. When the technology gets there, maybe. <laughs> if I'm still alive somehow. Um, but you can find me on You'll my own You'll be in a fractal channel. somewhere, don't worry. There we go. You can find me on my own channel, twitch.tv Rookery. You can find me on YouTube at Rookery. And you can also find me on Twitter, which I will never refer to by its dumb new name, um, at Rookery underscore. <laughs> so, um, I will also be live tomorrow morning and Sunday over on the official Final Fantasy 14 channel, uh, casting the CCRCEU in Oceania. It's going to be bright and early. My time, it starts at 8 a.m. Um, I think it starts even early the next day so check an eye uh, check an eye out keep an eye out on the schedule check on it <laughs> check on your you eyes haven't. and then check on that <laughs> check Wait, on it if you haven't uh, CCRUCU stand for it's the Crystalline Conflict Regional Championship Europe and Oceania <laughs> wow yeah it's PvP awesome. 14 PvP but it's gonna be a lot of fun and it'll catch you up on everything and get you introduced to all the teams before we have the semifinals and finals at FanFest next month. Awesomeness, awesomeness. And if you're watching this and it's been done, you can probably go and watch the mods on Twitch as well, people. Kroof, tell us what you do and where you do it. Hi everyone, I'm a new Guild Wars 2 player. I just started playing oh this game about a couple weeks ago and I've already made great headway. I think people have claimed that I was like the fastest rising Guild Wars 2 player in the community. And I'm just really honored about that and fastest really thankful that I've gotten, gotten so much support from the community and my YouTube and everything. I'm just really honored and privileged. Um, don't worry, I'll remember you all when I'm you know, Hollywood star. Massively but, famous. Um, at the time being, I just have a YouTube that I just started a week ago, too. I don't know how that, you know, you well. so much. And, um, yeah, you can find me over there. I make some Doors 2 videos. I'm probably going to make some lifestyle blog videos about how it is to just, you know, be such a rising star in this community. <laughs> and I, um, you know, I don't have big feet. I'm a size 7. But thanks for having <laughs> me so on. It was you. great to meet you all today. <laughs> uh, yeah, good to meet you as well, Chris, <laughs> for the first time. Great first impression, by the way. Proof, uh, here at our first meeting, I just want to say it's not all about the size. You know what it's I mean? It's not the size. Yeah. It's, true. it's about how you walk. Is it heel to toe? Is it toe to heel? Oh my god. This is a good arch support. <laughs> Baby, I got the, I got is, the archiest arch in the game. This is actually great. <laughs> this is actually My great. arch rivals a Raw's arches. Just how about them apples? How about them apples? Sweetie, as long as you have a, a prehensile tongue, you'll be fine. Proof was born under a wandering star. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yes. Phonex, tell us what you do, what you do. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I'm on YouTube. There you go. Thank you. Wondering.
Okay, maybe me and Phonix are in the same way. Sorry, start again. <coughs> no, I'm serious, that was it. I'm Phonix. Oh, I'm on okay. YouTube. That's fine. Thank you for having me. Uh, Sorry for being inappropriate. Mate. <laughs> yes, you're an awful person. Um... <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Everyone is awful on this podcast. If you would like to follow me <laughs> and what I do, twitch.tv slash Jeffrey Uni every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific mostly. And if we're not here on the podcast, you can probably check us out on our YouTubes or whatever else we do. Um, doing the things. Uh, if you want to come check me out on the weekend, I'll be doing bits and bobs. Uh, there's lots of games to play, so we've got to play some Starfield. We've got to play some Baldur's Gate. We've got to play some Wayfinder. <laughs> Jesus. New World. <laughs> And the other 10 games that are currently on my watch list of things we need to do. But I would appreciate if you chuck us a follow. You go and check out everyone, wonderful people in the description as well. If you want to support them monetarily, potentially to get a bit of a kickback when you use their link for the expansion as well in the description. So make sure you do that. If you want to support a content creator, you should do that when you buy the expansion. They're all official ringnet partners. Go and check them out now. Otherwise, thank you so much for watching. And we'll join. We'll see you soon for episode three of the Lightbringers podcast. See you soon. Thank you very much. And don't forget to uh, take your shoes off when you come in next time because you left a bit of a mess. Terrible. We exploded everywhere. Oh, it was a mess. Exploded <laughs> everywhere. On the floor. We're all magic inside us, apparently. Uh, anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs>